Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right. What are we finally talking about this evening? What? Sorry about all the technical difficulties, but we finally got the show started. We will start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance. You and I are going to opine on President Trump's speech. Then we will tell you about a forgotten revolutionary battle because... We are in a battle right now for this country, and I want to bring out what our brave men and women did in the past to make sure that we keep this republic. Then, uh, we'd have to get it back first. The Second Amendment report, the political smackdown, and what is the UN up to now if we get to it? It'll be nice, but we won't care what the UN's up to now, right? <clears throat> Here's hoping. All right. Patriots, hand over heart, face the flag. You don't have a flag, get a flag. Or make one. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Why would I want to rant about the president's speech? It was great. Well, you did bring up one very good point that... You hope you wrote it down because I don't remember. No, you said... That, that was this an is, hour and a, two what, hours of What hell. they're doing is going after the messengers because they went after that young black woman. I was just pointing out to you that they're using Saul Linsky's playbook. It, if you, you don't attack the message, if you, you attack the messenger. Yes, and they went after her and they right. went after... Right, you wanted after to why she went, you went after I just told you. Right, and you said that you, well, we will, look, we were watching the Democrats. They might as well have not even shown up. Why did they even show up, Brian? I don't know. They really should have just never shown up. And as soon as he was done, they just all got up and walked out. And the other thing that you were talking about was the Ku Klux Klan is back. <laughs> oh, the ladies in white, yes. Uh, someone else had made that observation. I didn't know what they were talking about. It was on a picture, and I... I couldn't really make it out until I was 
I stumbled onto the story, and then I, I saw. I, I mean, uh, I watched it on TV, and then I saw what they were talking about. Uh, so it's nice to see the Democrats have put their Klan outfits on again, and they're just white dresses from. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, suffrages. Suff- suffrages. Suffrages. They're suffragettes. Yeah, so, <laughs> suffrage. Uh, I don't know why they seem to think Donald Trump's taking their right to vote away. <laughs> Women have the right to vote. What are you talking about? You're even sitting there in Congress. I know. It was ridiculous. And I They loved- ended up getting up and giving them a standing ovation a couple times. I'm like, wow, it's a weird opposition. Well, you, what are, we're in the end times, and what do you say it is? Inside out, upside down. Right? Exactly. And I love that he pointed at them. <laughs> And he looked at them a lot. The he'd, he'd, wait, he'd wait and then look at them. The demon crats. To give them, uh, you need to stop, you need to get out of the way. Oh no, they're full bore. You oh, told I me know. That? Told, he has the bully, bully pulpit though, and he had to say that. It was a great speech. And uh, if they want trench warfare, they're going to get it from Donald Trump. And he's got enough money that uh, he can really do something about it. Well, didn't you tell me before the show that Obama's headquarters is the uh, coup headquarters? No, his old mansion is now the, it's, it's a, where they're doing all their planning. Central command, I guess, for the resistance movement that is headed by Obama. Yeah, I know Soros is funding it, but he's the one with the, he's the one with the microphone. That, uh, and, and he's they, a community and organizer. The le- and the left love him so, uh, so. Yeah, he's not going away. He's out, he's doing worse than going away. I told you when he bought that Washington D.C. mansion, something was up. Why would he do that? He's no longer president. Why is he sticking around? <laughs> Start trouble. That's why. Well, and that's the same thing. Like I like you were saying, they're going to try to kill the messenger. They literally said. I heard pundits say that. Well, the... look what they say about Trump. Do they do they ever come back at the issues? And, and deal with the substance of the issue, or don't they just attack Donald Trump? Oh, he's Hitler. He's a fascist. He's a this. He's a that. He's the other. Now he's a Russian uh, Manchurian candidate. So the woman that the vet, the vet's wife, I actually heard a woman pundit, and they all went crazy on the AM show, shows. Just so you know, right the next day. Why would they go crazy? Because they t- they said the was great. she was so stupid that she should have known she was being played. I'm like, really, Biatch? You're gonna call? Oh, she, a she's veteran's... talking about the the young black woman. That no, that there. well, her also. But I, I have another example of that one. But no, this was um, the veteran's widow. They were saying how you know how dumb oh, yeah. she oh, was. Yeah, Are you freaking kidding me? I told you if you can't attack the message, you attack the messenger. It's right out of Sololinsky's playbook. The way this man does things, you should just all buy the book and read it. Because if you if you haven't yet, he's following it. He's well, following Soros all is. advice in there. No abominists as the community organizer in chief. Soros funds it. Well, because... Oh, Soros directs, of course, too. How do you think he came up with all these wonderful ideas about the executive or, uh, orders after he said he couldn't do things by executive order? Soros. And through Jared, of course, who moved into Obama's mansion, which is campaign central for... I don't know uh, if it's just getting rid of... Or they think they're going to be able to put Obama back in charge. I really don't know. 
I guess they could put just do a Putin and put a you know another puppet in his place. The other thing about the young black woman that um, they brought up, this black, angry, pundit, idiot man, said, quote unquote, the only reason that she achieved what she has is because she moved out. You would have to tell the whole backstory, Susan. Don't even go down this road. No, that's all I said to you because that's all I heard. No, I just, no, you didn't. It is a whole back. No, there's a whole story to that. It just, just didn't come out of nowhere. Well, because she went from public school to a private school, and that's how she uh, succeeded. That was, that's what uh, Trump was stating. Right. That, that the public the, schools have failed. They're garbage. She failed, I think, in third grade twice before going to private school, in which case she excelled in private school, but she failed twice in public school. Now, their answer was, oh, that's just because they, she was living with her mother, who was a drug addict, and then she moved in with her grandmother, and that's her, what Her it. aunt, her godmother, moved in with her godmother. I'm no, pretty sure it was grandmother. No, it was godmother. I heard the guy say it. <laughs> it was godmother. Just because that guy said it doesn't mean it's true. Right. Is anything but, else he said true? Well, that, he said that was You're going to use reason. that to tell me I'm wrong? Really? <laughs> that's the only reason that she got where she was, Brian, not because of public school, because he's a lawyer now, and he went to public school, and he did very well in public school. I, I'd love to see his records. If you, I say anybody that says that out loud in a public place, demand to see their records. You, They opened the door. They said their school records in public school were great. Okay, let's look at them. Let's take a look. Are you kidding me? We've never gotten Obama's school you know, records. I, I never will because he's embarrassed by them. And it's, it doesn't fit his image. Remember, they scoured the internet when he won and just got rid of everything they could find negative about him. You're hard-pressed to find anything, really, it, of any value on the internet about Obama and his family. Or anybody like that worked in the hierarchy of the Democrat Party. Like Nancy Pelosi, for instance. So... You think they're going to get rid of Trump? That's their plan. I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they understand Trump. Like, I don't know, right now, he's having Republican AGs all around the country sue him. He's doing it on purpose. Because if they sue him, then they can settle out of court for all these things he couldn't change through executive order. He's not going to do it by them suing and then... And this is what the he learned this from the left. This is what the environmental groups have been doing with the lefties in the bureaucracy for decades. He's just doing the same thing back. So again, he seems to be outsmarting them. I'm just saying. Hasn't he outsmarted absolutely everyone all through this campaign, primary, all the way up to now? Hasn't he outsmarted everybody? Sure he has. Look at the electoral win. Nobody else would have thought of that to come at it that way. But he he did and his people did and it worked. Now, the the left's not going to stop. Obamaus is not going away. Hitler is not going away. I've noticed she's come out of her closet a little bit now and opening her mouth, mostly tweeting. I don't know. She should, she could be a drunk in her bathrobe throwing glasses at her staff. I don't know what's going on with her, but she's a rotten bitch. I know that. Everybody says she screams and hollers all the time. It's always screaming and screaming at everybody. Nobody likes the Clintons except the Clintons and really twisted people. 
Anyway, I thought it was a good speech. It was a really good speech. I was very happy with it. I, no, I'm not happy with everything. I'm not happy with infrastructure, although I'm not sure how, how he's going to do this. This public-private partnership interests me. Uh, I'd like to see more uh, details on that. Paul Ryan, I don't trust at all. I think he's a, I think he's a weasel. He's just a weasel. First chance he gets, he's going to come at Trump. But not in a way that'll seem like he's coming at Trump. You know, he's going to try and pull, you know, a McConnell and Boehner thing. They worked actively with Obama to destroy this country. So don't think they won't do it again. Don't think they haven't tried. Look at uh, McCain. What? Who the hell does he think he is? Trying to undermine the as a newly elected president. Undermine because he doesn't like him because he called him out for what he is. A fraud. It's not a, he's not a war hero. Sorry. Again, he crashed a plane on the deck, burst into flames, rockets blew up, all kinds of stuff. Then he gets shot out of the sky, and then and then he fails to evade capture, and then he fails to escape, which is every officer's duty, is to find a way to escape and bring and get their men out. That's that's their required job as an officer with judge. He didn't do any of that. And he did break under torture and he did tell him all kinds of things because people that were there with him said so. Again, I don't understand where he is a war hero. I thank him for his service. I, I'm sorry for his torture. But a war hero? And he, now look at me. Senator Forever, a progressive Republican, forever messing things up. Because he's on the, he's on the side of the never-Trumps. Along with Lindsey Graham. They're butt buddies. Notice they were sitting next to each other. Yeah. Want another background? Okay. All right. Uh, look, I really, it was a really good speech. I don't know what's going to come of it because it doesn't matter what he says. They've got their machine up and running and they're going to fight him tooth and nail. Their goal is to have him resign or get impeached. That's what the stated goal is. We always knew they were going to try to impeach him, but we didn't know they were going to have this, go to these lengths to trump up a bunch of nonsense about Russia. You know what the Russian uh, ambassador told Mike Pence? He said this Russian nonsense is a bunch of BS. But he said it. He said it. He didn't say BS. So, the Russians say they had nothing to do with any of the hacking that, that WikiLeaks was leaking or anything else. And WikiLeaks says Russia had nothing to do with it. That's what Julian Assange says. He is WikiLeaks. Uh, and he said he didn't get it from Russia. And he didn't. He got it from our own intelligence. That's where he got it. Leaked from our own intelligence. Or who knows? When it comes to the DNC, any number of people can hate him enough to hack him. And they don't seem like they're real good on internet security. Talk about a bunch of doofus. Get their stuff leaked. Well, if you know if you're going to be in this much in government and you're going to talk about things you don't want people to hear, don't you think you should encrypt things? I'm just saying. See that that's smart. 
Who are the ones that call for tech support all the time? Progressives. You got it. Why? Conservatives have responsibility. They learn how to use their computers. They don't call tech support every five minutes. All right. A forgotten revolutionary battle from the American Legion's burn pit. During the American War for Independence, many small-scale operations contributed to the final victory of American arms against the British. One of those small victories took place in what was once called the Northwest Territory. That area encompasses the modern-day states of Illinois, Indiana, Michiganistan, Minnesota, Stan, Ohio, Stan, and Wisconsin, an area of some 260,000 square miles, operating on the fringes of the American colonial frontier. A force of less than 200 men took daring military actions to secure the Northwest Territory for America. They were commanded by a man not yet 30 years of age, named George Rogers Clark. Clark was born in 1752, the second of ten children, near Charlottesville, Virginia. The family moved away from the frontier in 1756 to Caroline County, where they lived on a 400-acre plantation in 17... That's it, I'm sorry. In 1771, Clark began work as a surveyor, first in Western Virginia. And why would why would they end the sentence there, first in West Virginia? Okay, what's second? Um, a year later, he made his first trip to Kentucky, a mostly uninhabited territory which several Indian tribes used for hunting grounds. Now, I want to explain to folks really quick, because when I'm doing the Women of the Revolution show, and I have to apologize to everybody, we haven't been doing it lately because, well, life has been getting in the way of it. Uh, we, we, we have it scheduled again for Monday, and I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. Um, but I have to wrap my head around that there was frontier because you think of Virginia, think of Kentucky now, North Carolina, South Carolina, New York, right? Yeah. And people, like I had to really realize that at one time there was nothing but wilderness there. Yes, and then after they settled that, outside where they civilized, outside that, that's the frontier. The frontier changed as we took in more and more states. But the frontier was basically the Appalachian Mountains. That whole line of yep. mountains. Yep. I know. It's it's hard to... It took me a while just to, to realize it, you know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, by horse, it's a long way to cross those mountains. So everything on the other side of there was wilderness. It was Indians and... All kinds of scary things. Creatures that go bump in the night. Kentucky, which is a nice state, by the way. Still too humid for me, though. Kentucky was one part of British-controlled territory west of the Appalachian Mountains, east of the Mississippi River, and south of the Great Lakes, which were once French-controlled. White settlement was prohibited in this area by the Proclamation of 1763. Hence why I chose 1763, one of the reasons uh, for the Patriots Pub. But 1763, just everything starts coming together. It just, But it's amazing how long it took anyway. Well, it, that's why I wanted to do this um, story, Brian, to show the folks that 
this little tiny battle really ha- all these little battles that we're going to have to do and we have to fight now we have to fight back brian the declaration of independence is what year oh hon i don't know off the top are of my head are you kidding me i don't know off the top of my head it's 1776 dear oh right okay july the 2nd <laughs> 1776 okay, celebrated july the 4th sorry okay I had a brain fart so 63 from 76? You're going to make me do math again? Well, it's 13. <laughs> I was just going to say 13. No, I wasn't. I was going to think about it. Okay, 13 years. Okay, it's everything in these 13 years, it seems like it took forever. But when you think about it, now you look back, 13 years doesn't seem that like a long time. But man, I was I, every time they were getting hammered, I was going, really, not yet? Yeah, but we've been battling. This has been going on for hundreds of years here in our country. Our country? Yeah. We got whole. We got new battles in this country. Well, I'm just saying that the progressives have been doing this for over a hundred years. We have to tear down over a hundred years worth of minutia. Oh yeah, but again, it heated up, and who knows? Maybe this election. That's what. That's what this is going to be. It's going to heat up. We'll see. We'll see. People are gonna have to take shot. People are gonna have to pick sides. Just sitting on a fence ain't gonna do anybody nope, any good. We can't anymore. And we won't put up with it. We'll knock you off the fence. Well, and again, conservatives, you, you can't. <laughs> you have to be as loud or louder than the progs. We, we, the, you don't have to be loud, but you have to be relentless you and resolute. To, you have to fight them everywhere they are. You have to expose them everywhere you find them. That's our job. That's the only thing we can do right now because the elected cockroaches haven't been doing anything for eight years. They're not helping us. Not even in our own states. We bring this up all the time. Oh, yeah. Facebook people. If you want a a place where you can go with with real free speech run by conservatives, called Votable. I just found out myself and uh, pretty interesting. There's another one. I forget the name of it. That's the one that replaces Twitter. But that one, that particular one... As so backed up, I was 147,000 something on the waiting list. No, no joke. They sent you an email. You're on the waiting list. They'll send you another one when when your account's ready. That's how that's how many people, because of all the big accounts that Twitter shut down, they moved over there. And they brought all their people with them. And they have a lot of people, as you know. So, yeah, it's kind of fill, filled up and... Uh, I'll try it next time I come on, have that that email, that URL for you. Um, do you want to do the call-in number, dear, while you're saying all this? No, someone might call in. Okay. After the half hour. It's the first hour, for goodness sake. <laughs> Most people do a monologue. <laughs> okay. Oh, Rochester. Okay, so the Appalachian Mountains. Where were we? Proclamation of 1763. It was mainly inhabited by Native American Indians and French-Canadian fur traders. However, with only a finite amount of land contained in the 13 Atlantic colonies, British-American colonists began making incursions into this land. Clark gained some military experience in 1774 as a captain of Virginia militia, which fought Mingo and Shawnee Indians in northwestern Virginia, modern-day West Virginia. During Lord Dunmore's War, that was Lord 
This was the time of Lord Dunmore's War? Oh, cool. I'm not real good on dates. Some things I, I, I can remember, but other things. It's just dates are too hard for me to remember. It's just memorization. I just, and I, he also does a cold show, so he never knows what I'm giving him. I'm not good at memorization. I never have been. I have to understand something. Because we were taught. And I'm good. We were taught critical thinking, dear. Well, it was hard for me to deal with teachers even back in the 70s. Oh, yeah. I hated that stuff, too. It's like, no, I'm not memorizing this. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's like all there was. That's <laughs> why I did now. so good in, uh, you, in uh, uh, world history. Well, and I did. Because it with... was essays. Yeah. Fill in the blanks. Mm-hmm. No multiple no. choice. I did very well because of essays, but, you know, I'm a writer, so. Yeah, but he didn't, uh, he never gave me any problems about punctuation. He's not my English teacher. (laughs) All right. Lord Dunmore's War. Look it up. In 1776, Clark was in Williamsburg, Virginia, to ask Governor Patrick Henry to extend the colony's authority to include Kentucky. His efforts were successful as he was appointed a mayor of Virginia militia for the newly created Kentucky County and was given 500 pounds of gunpowder to use in the defense of the frontier. He was appointed a major. They didn't capitalize it. Not mayor. He was appointed a major of the Virginia militia. Oh. <laughs> they didn't capitalize it. Sorry. They're, they're idiots. Uh, yeah, but um, I'm an idiot because it doesn't have a Y in it, does it? <laughs> just got to look back. I don't know. For 500 pounds of gunpowder, Clark was 24 years old. What were you doing when you were 24? Well, and that's one thing that I'm learning about when we're doing this history project. It, it was amazing. I mean, there's there's 16-year-old girls and then 56-year-old women that are doing these amazing things during the revolution. And uh, there was about 250 people, by the way, that did a Paul Revere ride longer than he did, and they never got captured. Nobody knows that. Sybil Lovington comes to mind, and she was 16 years old. And with that... All right, we're going to go to a short break. So, Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned, because we'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried... Seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 
800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, A Life-Altering Journey Across North America by Susan Francis Bonner is available in ebook form for Kindle owners at Amazon.com for $7.99. It is also available at CircleBPublications.com in EPUB format, which should cover most of you for $7.99. This true story chronicles the changes Susan witnessed in nursing, the medical field, and in our nation during the years 1998 to 2002. It is written to expose what goes on behind the scenes concerning health care in this country, the common problems our nation faces, and what it is like to live across North America as a travel nurse. It is not politically correct or for the faint of heart. She hopes to inspire her fellow Americans to stand up for what is right and persevere no matter what the difficulties they encounter on the great journey that is called life. Again, the novel is Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes. A Life-Altering Journey Across North America by Susan Francis Bonner, available in ebook format at Amazon.com and CircleBPublications.com. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Okay, and welcome back to the Aquabrit Radio Show. Our half of one. Now you can say the call-in number. Nobody calls anyway. I don't care. You said you wanted to do it. I said stop, but well, you want to. I, 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 what are they going to call in about now? I'm reading history. 
Well, maybe somebody lives in Kentucky. Well, maybe somebody could wait till the store could be over. All right, fine. Then I could call anyway. Nobody wants to call the show because, you know, you don't want to be associated with this show. We're too radical. Definitely too radical. The only, only place I found a home was on Spreaker. <laughs> All right, in uh, 1777, the Revolutionary War intensified in Kentucky. Armed, encouraged by British Lieutenant Governor Henry Hamilton at Fort Detroit, Indians waged war and raided the Kentucky settlers, hoping to reclaim their hunting grounds. The regular Continental Army could not spare any men for the defense of distant Kentucky, let alone an invasion of the Northwest Territory. Defense was left entirely to the locals. Clark again contacted Governor Henry, asking his permission to lead a force of men to retaliate against Indian raids and capture strategic British forts in the Northwest. Henry blessed the project and promoted Rogers to a lieutenant colonel of Virginia militia. Rogers began the task of buying supplies and recruiting men. He kept the details of the expedition secret, hoping to surprise the British. Okay, now, there's a little bit of history. The so, There's three theaters. There's a northern, the middle, and the southern theater. And the southern theater were left to their own devices because we didn't have the resources. We were trying to get rid of the British out of the northern theater, you know, Massachusetts and, and the middle theater. So, basically... All of the Southern Theater were little militias, Brian. We the people. That is why the Second Amendment is there. Because it's up to us to defend our land. There's no reason for the Second Amendment to be there. If it wasn't there, it wouldn't be touched. There'd be nothing to touch. There'd be no words for them to mangle. Uh, Mangled baby ducks. So, no, I'm not... The government does not grant you your rights. God does. Therefore, the Bill of Rights is a, it's irrelevant. It's Because we have the right to defend ourselves. And it's redundant. Because nowhere in the Constitution before the Bill of Rights was added to it did it allow the, people, the government to do any of the things it said. And that's, that's the thing about our Constitution. Its main job is only tell you what you're allowed to do. You're not allowed to do anything else. That's it. Nothing else. You want it? You got to go to the people, ask for an amendment. Get power from the people because people are the one with all the power. But that's where our our thinking came from because we had to defend ourselves. Oh, of course, and we also had to feed yourselves. That was a secondary consideration. But yeah, well, you everywhere you went outside of you know downtown Boston or something, you were, you were pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Right, and that's exactly what they did. But in it's the not, but that making that argument is saying now you're making our. See, this is what I'm talking about. It's why it should never have been Pandora's box. Did you hear what you just said? Repeat it. We have to defend ourselves. Because back then, it was up to us. Good. Now that now the country's civilized, so you don't need your guns anymore. See how you played right into that? No, it is not just about in the middle of nowhere. It's about wherever you are. It's about the inherent right to life. The inherent right to life requires you to defend yourself. Life is first. Don't discount the ten, uh, the uh, Declaration of Independence. Uh, you know, the left tries to tell you it means nothing. 
because they can't pervert the words in there. They don't want to. They don't even consider. Just the Constitution matters, and all that matters is what those textual people, those people that you know, just read the words and try and come up with their own meaning of them, so that uh, they can just destroy our republic, which they've done. So it is. It, it's not like it could go away. And by the way, even even if they wanted to make that argument, you could break it. The Founding Fathers knew the times would change, and so the Constitution would need to change. They put in a process to do that. It's in Article 5. There's two processes, actually. Uh, I just consider one because it's it's amending the Constitution. So if really times have changed that much, then you amend the Constitution and you take you repeal the Sixth Second Amendment if you're saying that well there's no more well first of all there are some places in the middle of nowhere because I'm there, but mostly you're going to say that nobody needs guns anymore blah 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 blah. Uh, they might make that argument if somebody steps into it and opens the jaws of the trap for them. I'm saying you can make that argument, but why go down the road to begin with? Always make sure you just say it, it's very clear. The last part of the Second Amendment does not say the militia's right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It says the people's right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's the point. That's it right there. If you want to be a textualist, there's textualists right there. But they they, they read it differently. There are reasonable uh, limits on our rights. No, there aren't any. Because they're girded by a creator, and you don't get to limit them. So it is not limited, like the Supreme Court said. By the way, the Supreme Court is supposed to have opinions, but they're not supposed to be what the Supreme Court is right now, deciding everything was constitutional, it's not. The states decide what's constitutional, not. Oh, we can't have that. One state might say this, one's... Well, good, that's what we wanted. If you put up with it, it's up to you, but we're not doing it. The national government has no business in the interior of our country. Chew on that for a while. Oh, now I might have pissed someone off. Okay, four zero six five six five four one eight nine. Pen and paper. Four zero six five six five forty one eighty nine, and I'm only saying it twice. By no, I will never list my phone number on the page or in, in any advertisements to come to the show. If you're going to call this show, you're going to have to hear number online that means you're at least listening to the show and you're not one of those drive-by conference creeps from the young quacky left did you know they've all they've studied that they've all started to find the constitution i have never heard them ever say the constitution so much on the left the the constitution isn't the constitution i'm like well well, i've been wait a minute where have you been for 40, 50 years? Constitution is the Constitution. You weren't, talk, you weren't talking the Constitution. You were you were saying how that didn't matter, this didn't matter. No, you don't understand it. Times change. It's oh. a living, breathing document. I'm a moron, I know, but I'm still going to vote. I'm going to play the saddle floor clip tonight because... Um, you don't have, don't have to announce it. No, but... Because... I already made the joke. They'll get, they'll get it. Just play it. <laughs> because of Lindsey Graham and... What did I just say? Yeah, they were saying... I already set it up. All you got to do is play it. Okay, that's going to be later. Uh, I don't care. Because <laughs> they were sitting next to each other. <laughs> Again. <laughs> could you? No, I already did this. Is it, could you stop, please? <laughs> Let's get through this, all right? 
By May of 1778, Rogers had recruited about 250 men, termed the Illinois Regiment. They paddled down the Ohio River, reaching the vicinity of modern-day Louisville, Kentucky, in late May. I wish I could remember the name of that damn series of books, because this reminds me of it, because uh, the, the Indians had everything west of the Ohio. and uh, Not the Firefox, are you talking about? No. no? Those are... Those aren't books you read for entertainment. Firefox books are educational. I'm just throwing it out there. I knew it was something that had to do with the Appalachians. You didn't read the book, so uh, you don't know. Anyway, I don't think you did. It's the one where he was uh, the blacksmith. He ended up having powers and stuff. No idea. Okay, good. I didn't think you read it. It's a really, really, really good. It, it wakes you up to uh, an alternate possibility to history. Had things cha- gone differently. Uh, I would, I, if I ever remember the name, but every time I hear the Ohio River, I think of that the, those books. Anyway, it was just, well, it was really well written. So, we're at May. Revealing the true nature of their expedition, Clark began to drill his men for the arduous task ahead of them. When Clark and his men left their base on June 24th, they now number 175 men in four companies. Over the next month, Clark and his men captured the towns of Kaskaskia, Prairie du Urquia, Fort Cage and Chahokia, with a shot, be, without a shot, be, wait a minute, I think it's supposed to say without a shot being fired, but it says with a shot being fired, that doesn't make any sense, often they would enter an objective, you just did this recently, did they, did they fire a shot? No. I have no idea, I'm, I just copied and pasted, Brian, I that's what I thought you did this on your show. Oh, no, no, no. This has nothing to do. I We do women of the revolution. <laughs> this is th- during the revolution. Right, but we didn't find the, any woman that was surrounding this, so no, I didn't do it. Ah, we so, find the woman, and then we surround the woman by what's going on around so you have her. no idea. No. Okay, that's an interesting way to go about learning history. Over the next month, Clark and his men captured the towns of Kisco. Oh, I just did that. Blah, 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 blah. Route firing, a shot being fired. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in with that. I'm gonna say it's a typo, and it's supposed to say without a shot being fired. Nothing else makes sense. Often, they would enter an objective during the night and surprise any small British garrison present. At every town, the mainly French inhabitants readily agreed to support the American war effort. This was partly due to the fact that they did not feel any particular loyalty to the British crown. Another greater influence was the news Clark brought them of an alliance between the American colonies and France. In collaboration with Lieutenant Colonel Clark's forces, several French-Canadian militiamen, accompanied by Father Pierre Gibault, the local priest, rode from Kaskaskia to Vincennes and occupied the ungarrisoned fort Sackville. The local inhabitants also readily agreed to an oath of allegiance to Virginia. In early August, Lieutenant Colonel Clark received word that an American flag now flew over Fort Clark, uh, flew over the fort, sorry, 
Clark sent one of his subordinates, Captain Leonard Helm, to take command of the French militia. However, British Lieutenant Governor, Governor Hamilton received word of Clark's activities and launched a counteroffensive in October. He left Fort Detroit at the head of at the head uh, what? At the head uh, uh, of, of a force of 30 British regulars, 145 Canadian militia, and 60 Indians. By the time he reached Vincennes in December, his forces had swelled to nearly 500 men from local Indians recruited along the way. When Captain Helm's men learned of the British approach, most of the French militia deserted Man, that falls right into every joke I've heard about France. <laughs> Leaving Helm and a few soldiers to surrender Fort Sackville, Hamilton began to make plans to recapture the settlements taken by Clark in the spring of 1779. He sent most of his men and Indians away, keeping only about 90 men to garrison Fort Sackville. On January 29, 1779, a fur trader came to Kaskaskia to inform Lieutenant Colonel Clark of the capture of Fort Sackville. Eight days later, Clark and 170 volunteers set out for Vincennes, hoping to again take the British by surprise. Their task was daunting, to say the least. Besides traveling 180 miles across what is now Illinois, there was more rain than snow in the weather forecast. Many times they crossed flooded plains several inches deep in water. Many streams and rivers were flooded. At several points, they were forced to build canoes or rafts to ferry men and equipment. You know, we have the same thing up here right now. We're dealing with ice. Uh, we are dealing with bane. ice on the mountain. It's the it only thing up awful. here that just makes... Uh, it's nothing. the only daunting task left. It's, I can drive over anything, but ice is so uncertain. I know, and it's really bad up here, folks. It is bad with ice. And we can't get our... our I'm, because I'm listening to this, and I understand what they're going through. We went, up, came back from town, went through the whole mountain, right? But we can't get up our driveway. You know what I'm which saying? Is, which is, fair, to be fair, 100 yards long. And steep. Steep. It's almost a 90-degree angle. No, it's not. <laughs> you fall, you fall over. But yeah, it's extremely steep. We made it all the way up here, and we can't get up our driveway. And I understand how that feels. You're like, okay, I need to get over there, and I can. And it's like, how many yards, well, right? <laughs> we got there. We got there. We just didn't get the truck here. I know. I mean, yeah. So we feel their pain. <laughs> Had to ferry all our goods on the ATV like they did canoes. <laughs> yep, exactly. I mean, we live like what? Three miles from our neighbor, our, our na the na other neighbor that's up here full time, and because of the terrain, we can't go visit each other hardly in the winter at all. Well, this, with this stuff going on with plowing, because of the f people up here harvesting trees, uh, it changes everything, messes everything up. I'd normally be snowmobiling; I wouldn't be driving. Right, and then a lot of times we had to park up on top of the hill like the our neighbors were doing, and they snowmobiled to their house because they can't get to it with a truck. Right, and we snowmobiled exactly. ours, too. Yeah, just exactly what these people went Not through. Not exactly. It's similar. Come on now. Well, I feel their pain. I know how it is. <laughs> just you can't get places. 
They don't feel that way. They have a can-do spirit. <laughs> yes, they did. On February 20, Clark's men captured some hunters from Vincennes. It was learned the British had not detected their approach. This buoyed the men's spirits somewhat, as they had been without food for five days. They crossed the Wabash River by canoe, leaving their pack horses behind them. They crossed a flooded plain with water at times up to their shoulders. Shortly before reaching Vincennes, they captured a villager known to be a friend, who informed Clark that they were still unsuspected. Clark sent the man ahead with a letter to the inhabitants of Vincennes, warning them that he was just about to arrive with an army, and that everyone should stay in their homes unless they wanted to be considered an enemy. The message was read in the public square. No one went to the fort to warn Hamilton and his men. Another Hamilton I don't like. Clark, it, I wonder if there's any relation. Clark and his men entered the town at sunset on February 23rd. With flags flying and fifes and drums playing, Clark used two slight ridgelines to fool the townspeople into thinking he had 500 to 1,000 men at his command. Almost immediately, they began constructing an entrenchment 200 yards from the front gate of the fort. Clark's men were also helped by the villagers, one who helpfully replaced the militiamen's wet powder with some of his own. A local, local friendly Indian chief, <coughs> pardon me, a local friendly Indian chief offered Clark 100 of his warriors to assist in the attack. However, Clark declined the offer, explaining that the chief's men might be mistaken for hostile. And that's why they keep saying, keep your powder dry. Yeah, well, there's a lot of reasons they say keep powder dry, but in all cases, the point is to keep your powder dry. Otherwise, it'll go boom. Right. Once the entrenchment was hastily built, a detachment of Clark's men began firing on the fort. Hamilton reportedly enjoyed a game of cards with his prisoner, Captain Helm was not even aware of any danger until one of his men was wounded by a musket ball which came through a window. Groups of Clark's militiamen also moved to within 30 yards of the fort's walls to take closer shots. The garrison answered back, firing their cannon at the town, destroying a few buildings but hardly bothering the attackers. Eventually, Clark's men came right up to the fort's walls, firing through the fort's portholes, wounding and killing some of the gunners. The firing went on throughout the night, ammunition and powder being provided to the Americans by local French Canadians. At about 9 a.m. on February 24, Clark sent a message to the fort demanding its surrender. Hamilton declined, and the firing continued for another two hours. Hamilton sent out his prisoner, Captain Helm, to offer terms. Clark sent back, Helm back with a demand of unconditional surrender within 30 minutes, or else he would storm the fort. Before the time limit expired, Helm returned and presented Hamilton's proposal for a three-day truce. Clark rejected this, telling Hamilton that American cannon would soon arrive and begin demolishing the fort. Clark did, however, agree to meet Hamilton at the village church. 
Before the meeting at the church, a war party of Indians and French Canadians came into town, unaware that Clark had retaken Vincennes. There was a short skirmish, and Clark's men captured six of them. Two of the prisoners were Frenchmen, and were released at the request of villagers. Clark decided to make an example of the remaining four Indian prisoners. They were made to sit down in full view of the fort's garrison, and then tomahawked to death. The victims were scalped and their bodies thrown into the river. Although Hamilton did not witness the executions, he later wrote that Clark had killed one or more of the Indians with his own hands. Clark did not claim to have been one of the executioners, but he wrote about the killings without apology. He believed them to be justifiable revenge for Kentucky settlers murdered by Indians and as a means to intimidate local Indians into stopping their raids. Oh my God, if we had that same attitude now, right? That's war. That's common sense. That's how you do it. That's how you win war. Not the way we do it now. No, you can't win a war that way. It's impossible. Well, that's even like we how we treat our enemies right now. I mean, Muslims, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, these Muzzies, they're our enemy. And what are we doing? We're running around apologizing. We would have never won the Revolutionary War if we had the same mindset as a people as we do now. And it would never let a Muslim in. We were at war with the fuzzy buzzies in North Africa from the beginning. And it's funny because I just heard, I was listening over the weekend to uh, Oliver North's, um, what does he do? Uh, War Stories. (laughs) And he was talking. That was a tough one. He does a show about war. What's the name of that? (laughs) But he was uh, talking about World War II and us going into Africa. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Arabs. We've been in Benghazi before. We sent men to, to Benghazi. People, they poo-poo. I said, look, you don't understand. Arabs, we didn't know this, were actually part of the Axis with Nazi Germany. They were part of the alliance, the Axis. And we actually fought a war. Rommel, ring a bell? He was, well, he took his tanks into the sand. Sand place. There was North Africa. You got idiots running around with college degrees that don't don't even know about it. They don't think it exists. Never happened. I was listening to. We were never at war with Muslims. I was li- <laughs> I was actually listening to one of our brave veterans uh, recount his time in Benghazi. <laughs> yeah. He said it was a hellhole back then. <laughs> Islam. Does not bring growth. Stagnation. That's all it's got. It's stuck in 1700. What is it? 600 AD? 700 AD? I don't know. They they keep changing. But it's a long time after AD, right? So we can honestly say that their claims of being the first religion are obviously full of crap, right? Well, the Bible goes back over 5,000 years, so, well, there you go. Uh, They. They weren't there then. Anyway, uh, back to the history at hand. Meeting at the church, Clark presented Hamilton with terms of surrender which were signed. At 10 a.m. on February 25, Hamilton's garrison of 79 men marched out of the fort, stacked their arms in surrender. And we'll finish this at the other side of the break. Should go up to the radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back.
This is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. On behalf of all my conservative rocker friends, I'd like to thank the brave members of our fine armed forces for putting their lives on the line every day to protect our liberty. Thank you. Coming soon, John McCain and Lindsey Graham star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain, Return to Saddlesore Canyon. You know, Lindsey, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail, away from all the other Republicans, with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different, feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. A lot of people refer to millennials as one of the most lost, confused, and unhappy generations. There are studies showing that they're less happy than other generations, but it is hard to predict deep, lasting happiness when a lot of millennials are still quite young. But at least we can see where they're headed. And I'm sorry to say it, but millennials, based on the research, you are being led to a life of unhappiness by a bunch of disingenuous liars and pathological altruists who disguise their bad advice as supportive tolerance and freedom. Now, I'm a big fan of freedom, but I don't want to go into anything without being educated about it first. I think I should be free to go skydiving, but I should probably talk to an instructor. And of course, life is a bit different and more complicated, but when it comes to things that make us deeply happy, the majority of people are pretty similar. And we're lucky to live in a day and age where we have research and data that has surfaced, giving us guidance on what leads to a fulfilling life. And the life supported by that research is very different than the glamorous one a lot of us may picture. I'm sure many of us growing up remember the phrase, white picket fence in a dog named Spot. It was always used as a derogatory term for a lifestyle deemed ordinary, dull, and conventional. But before this hip generation came about, for a very long time, that idea was not derogatory at all, but in fact, a dream held by many people. And for good reason. People had that dream because the traditions displayed in it were, quite frankly, the best way to historically have a fulfilling life. But today, things have changed a bit. Being ordinary is just about the most horrific thing on the planet for hip millennials. So instead, we dye our hair, shave its sides, pierce our noses, ride in the streets, or join a cookie-cutter indie band to make up for our extraordinarily ordinary personalities. In fact, we're so afraid of what is deemed ordinary or conservative that being traditional is now kind of the unordinary. Being traditional may as well be the new punk. And at the moment, I'm hoping that punk makes a comeback because instead of finding meaning and freedom in our rejection of tradition, what we found and what we will find is a maze of confusion and unhappiness in it. This isn't just my opinion, it's backed up by facts. In Charles Murray's book, Coming Apart, he dedicates a whole chapter to what leads to a happy life. Now, he gives a pretty fair definition of the word happiness. He distinguishes it from fleeting pleasure and would define it as consisting of lasting and justified satisfaction with life as a whole. I am officially running for President of the United States. Could he actually win? No freaking way! Which Republican <laughs> candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Mr. Trump will not be President. Trump will never be elected President of the United States. You're not going to be President. A man right? who will never be President of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be President of the United States. Take it to the bank. He 
will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. She's at plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the difference! This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump, vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. You still think she has a 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? Prayer and hope for a festivist miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America. The fight for the presidency. We don't care. Oh, okay, have Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky. Don't no, care about Indiana. Don't care. Indiana with it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its vote North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas. Uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. Yeah, it was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. If you feel the need to call the show, it's 406-565-4189, That's 406-565-4189. Was that enough? That was enough. Oh, good. Again, I'm not begging you to call the show. I'm not Alec Baldwin. <laughs> I've been doing this over ten years. Yeah, I, I know. And I don't need. I've never had callers. Yeah. So over ten. Back to the battle. Meeting at the church, Clark presented Hamilton with terms of surrender, which were signed. Oh, I read that right, didn't I? Yeah, 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 yeah. Marched arms and surrender. Clark's men then entered the fort and raised the American flag over the fort. When Hamilton asked Clark where his army was, Clark indicated his men as his total for force. Reportedly, Hamilton turned away with tears in his eyes, realizing he had surrendered to a much smaller force than he was led to believe. Clark sent Hamilton, some of his officers, and other prisoners to Williamsburg. Ha! I got out of there. In one, about one hour. It's really important to note that not big major battles won our independence. They were little ones all over the place, and that's why we still have to battle, Brian. It's always like that. It, wars aren't wars aren't won. Battles are won, and wars are won when you win more more or the more important battles. Which we are have to do right now. We are battling again. We are, and uh, thankfully, I still say he's the right man for the right job at the right time in the right place. And they're going to find out they're not going to get away with what they think they're going to get away with. You know, and I love how the uh, progs are just embracing GW. Oh yeah, cool. No GW. Oh GW. Yeah. 
Uh, They're just loving on him. Because he wrote a book. Yeah, I know. I don't care. He's a progressive. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they love him? He's a progressive. He grew government in an alarming rate. So again, they're schizophrenic. On one hand, they're loving GW when they hated his guts, protested. Oh, at he, his was place. The, he was the he was the evil he, devil. Yeah, he was the devil's devil. Yeah, he was. Nothing evil could be worse devil. than Bush. Constant, constant, constant. Well, they, I, now they say there is something worse than Bush, and it's Trump. So and now he wrote a book. I think it's about veterans and. They're for the veterans, but they hated the veteran's wife. Uh, they're schizophrenic. Oh, no. They attacked her because she was helping the opposition. So Again, if you can't attack the message, attack the messenger. They're schizophrenic. No, no they're following Alinsky's book. It's not schizophrenic. And we actually highlighted Saul Alinsky on our show. So you can go to the archives and oh, go no. on our blog and you'll, see it. You'll never find it. Uh, we probably need to do it again. We only did it a couple months ago. We did that and Cloud and Piven. On Two one very important, uh, very important pieces of information. Only part of the bigger pie, but important. Now, how long this has been going on, and now they're at the point where they know they've created a giant bureaucracy of progs, a never-ending supply of progs uh, that want to keep their jobs. So. They're using that now as a way to make a coup, take over the government. Welcome well, to your new reality, right? There's all <laughs> kinds of coups. This is, we call they, some people might call it a silent coup. I think uh, Levin did. Yeah, uh, that be apropos, but it's a coup nonetheless. They're trying to oust and replace the sitting president. I'm pretty sure that's sedition. Not at the least, it's sedition. Maybe even treason. I was just going to say, at the most treason. Depends how you define the enemy. Uh, anyway, we have to push a button. And... Mr. President, members of Congress, you've been making a lot of noise about taking our guns away. But you might want to review history. 1835, Gonzales, Texas Territory. The authorities wanted to confiscate the big gun that protected that colony. You know what the people said? Come and take it. Because they were willing to fight for their freedom and their guns. So are we. Come and take it if you want it. Come and take it if you think you can. Come and take it, but I warn you, you'll have to pry it from our cold dead hands. We want the freedom that God gave us, so you best not cross that line. If you want this gun, you gotta come through us and take it. One shot at a time. Just like Gonzalez, we're keeping our guns. Okay, thank you, Steve Voss. And of course, that means it's time for the Second Amendment report, and then... Maybe, possibly, the political smackdown. All right, from the Associated Press, Florida's stand-your-ground law, a source of contention for years, could soon provide even more protection to people who invoke it. Some lawmakers want to make prosecutors prove a defendant wasn't acting in self-defense before proceeding to trial. Now, I told you last night when I was doing this copy, this completely confused me. So it's going to confuse people out there as well. 
You have to explain it. Because I was like, what? What are, they, what are they talking about? Okay. Um, well, that paragraph? Yeah. Easy. They want to make prosecutors prove a defendant wasn't acting in self-defense before proceeding to trial. Right now, the stand your ground law uh, is decided in in court. Uh, but the jurors understand the law is presented to them, obviously, and they're not supposed to convict you. But and they don't. But it's been working great, except for one thing: it costs a lot of money to go to court. Just just to just to get the, the you don't have no idea how much money it costs pre-trial. Uh, so what they want to do now is say the prosecutor has to prove to a judge a defendant was not acting in self-defense before he could proceed to trial. So it's taking it to the next step. In other words, you can't charge him unless you can prove to me that he was not acting in self-defense. And if you can't prove it beyond a reasonable doubt, then you don't go to trial. You don't destroy the man's life or woman's or whatever is LGBTQ'd. Now there's a, I don't know, the LGBTQIA or something. I don't know. Um, and then they don't even know their own designation. Q stands for questioning. No, it stands for queer and questioning. We did that on the show when you, when they first created it, but you didn't use it, but now you're using it. And now it's just, oh, now it's just that. No, it's queer and questioning. I'm leaving that one. Cause I'm sorry. They are queer folk. What? That's look it up. That's not a bad thing. It says it's not necessarily homosexual to be queer. Look it up. Forget forget the connotation of it, but, but, but look at what it really means. And that that's why they were called queer. That's where the name came from, because to everybody else, they were weird. Well, you wanted me to explain this stuff. Back to the article. Florida has been a leader in giving citizens immunity in cases of self-defense, with its stand-your-ground law serving as an emotional point of debate after several high-profile shooting deaths, including that of unarmed black teenager Trayvon Martin. Oh, really? You have to bring that up again. Unarmed black teenager Trayvon Martin, who was beating the living crap out of a guy who had a gun. Uh, and he defended himself, and if he didn't, he'd probably be dead. He was beating his head into the cement. He, and he, he was a punk. He was a wannabe. He was a little punk criminal. He was not a good. He was not a good boy. He was not a stellar boy. He was not anybody to hold up to for to look at. No, he was only important because they could use him. They could see. They project. They could say conservatives don't use people like that, but they do. So they assume the motives of us are the same motives of them because we're the same. We're human after all. Maybe we're the same, but uh, your soul is in trouble. That's why I call it the Democrat Party. Nobody needs to be on that side of this ridiculous wall that is right-wing and left-wing progressives. Trayvon Martin got what he deserved. Don't show up to a gunfight with your fists. and you See, there's a, it's, a, it's a learning moment. While at least 22 states have similar laws that say people can use force, even deadly force, to defend themselves from threats, Florida could soon be alone shifting the burden of proof to prosecutors. 
No, no, no. The burden of proof is on prosecutors now withstand your ground, but not for bringing the case before a grand jury and then trial. The new law would say if you can't prove it, then you can't do any of that because that's going to destroy this person's life. Monetarily and otherwise. Republican Senator Rob Bradley says his bill isn't a novel concept. We have a tradition in our criminal justice system that the burden of proof is with the government from the beginning of the case to the end, he said. Florida Supreme Court has ruled that the burden of proof is on defendants during self-defense immunity hearings. That's the practice around the country. According to a legislative staff analysis of Bradley's bill, only four states mentioned burden of proof in their stand-your-ground laws. Alabama, Colorado, Georgia, and South Carolina, and all places at all place the burden on defendants. Bradley's bill died last year, but now his chances are improving. It's ready for a full Senate vote when the session begins next week, and one of the two House committees assigned to hear it has approved it. Democrats are opposing the bill, but have little leverage to stop it in a legislature dominated by Republicans and with a Republican governor. The bill was received, has received passionate opposition from people who feel the existing law has already been abused and will be invoked even more by people seeking to avoid responsibility for violent crimes. Stand your ground is not just about guns. The defense can be invoked after any act of violence aimed at self-protection, whether it's punching, stabbing, shooting, or striking someone with an object. Neighborhood Watch volunteer George Zimmerman's fatal shooting of Trayvon Martin isn't the only case that's part of the debate in Florida. Lucy McBeth's 17-year-old son, Jordan Davis, was fatally shot by Michael Dunn during an argument over loud music outside a Jacksonville convenience store. And in Tampa Bay area, retired police officer Curtis Reeves is claiming self-defense in a stand-your-ground pretrial hearing after fatally shooting Chad Olson in a dispute over a cell phone at a movie theater. Both Zimmerman and Dunn claimed self-defense at trial and stand-your-ground was included in their jury's instructions. Zimmerman was acquitted, and Dunn was eventually convicted of murder. McBath believes the way the law currently reads is why Dunn's first jury couldn't reach a decision, and says expanding stand-your-ground protections would make it harder to keep people safe from gun violence. Testifying, yeah, it's those honest citizens that you got to worry about gun violence, not black ghetto monkeys, Uh uh-uh. Testifying, I know I'm such a racist bastard. Testifying against the bill at a Senate committee meeting, McBath said this current law already encourages citizens to shoot first and ask questions later. No, it actually doesn't. McBath, you're a right, you're just a left-wing cuckoo. You're, you're like one of those cuckoo birds in the clock. This legislator would effectively require defendants who raise stand-your-ground defenses to be convicted twice, she said. Having lived through this grilling experience firsthand with two trials for my son's murder, I can attest to the anguish and the pain that this process elicits. 
I, because you had to do twice, I don't. I can't believe that uh, justice was served. Sorry, I'm probably first time justice was served. This was political, just like in the Trayvon Martin case with Zimmerman. We should not make it harder for family members to achieve the justice that they deserve. It's not justice if you put someone behind bars who rightfully killed your family member because they were in fear for their life from that family member who had no business doing what they were doing in the first place. Marissa Alexander, in contrast, supports Bradley's bill. She unsuccessfully tried a stand-your-ground defense and was sentenced to 20 years in prison in 2012 for firing a gun near her estranged husband. She called it a warning shot to protect herself from abuse. Her conviction was thrown out on appeal, and she was freed after reaching a plea deal in 2014. I feel like you go into that kind of situation guilty until proven innocent, she said. She hopes Florida will start another trend if it passes. I agree. Florida kind of sets the tone, and other states follow, she said. Remember, these progs don't care. If you use a gun, they want to put you in jail. They want to send a message, don't buy guns. You can't even use it in self-defense, or we'll throw you in jail. That's why these laws came about, because that's what was happening. Political prosecutors were making cases that they shouldn't have been able to win because the person was obviously defending themselves. But if you didn't, if you didn't make an attempt to flee, that's why we had to stand the ground law. If you didn't make an attempt to flee and couldn't flee, and then, then, then it would be self-defense. Oh, well, I just a shot in the back while I'm trying to flee, right? I'm just saying, it's not a circus. I hope it passes. I hope it's a trend. I hope constitutional carry passes everywhere. I hope it's a trend. Uh, I hope liberty is a trend, and that would be wonderful. Yeah. Our state still got that crappy little demon governor up there. Vetoed two gun bills, including constitutional carry, which we already have everywhere except at the cities. Everywhere else, you can carry concealed, but not in the cities. <laughs> uh, so also, what's going to do is allow you to carry concealed in the city just like you do everywhere else. No, he didn't want that. I have no idea why he would do this other than paybacks, politics, his second term. I don't, do we have term limits for the governor here? Oh, God. He's trying to get reelected already. I hate him. I hate the way he looks at the camera. I hate that little stupid smirk he always has on his face. I'd like to knock that smirk right off his face because I know he's one of those little guys with a chip on his shoulder. They're easy to get going. Ask Robert Conrad. All right, for World Net Daily. <clears throat> Ryan Zinke, who's pissing me off. In one of his first acts as newly seated Secretary of the Interior, overturned a much-hated in 12th hour Barackus Obamanus era ban on lead ammunition in national parks and wildlife refuges. Okay. Zinke signed Secretarial Order 3346, 
Repealing a directive put in place by Obamanists to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service that prohibited hunters from using lead ammo on the public lands. Obamanists' direction directive was issued just one day before President Donald Trump took office. Sickey also signed another order that expands the access of hunters and fishers on federal properties and gives recreational users more freedoms. Outdoor recreation is about both our heritage and our economy, Sinky said in a statement. This package of secretarial orders will expand access for outdoor enthusiasts and also make sure our community voice is heard. This one, this guy one time ran on uh, giving the federal lands back to the people. And a bunch of commies went nuts over it, and now he's completely backed off. So I, this thing he's doing doesn't piss me off. It's the other stuff. Well, we have a beef with, well, our governor is Governor Bullock, if, if, Steve Bullock, just so we're clear. Now they first, that's the first time they heard the name. We don't make the national news much. Right. Well, I wanted to tell them who you were talking about. Well, the reason we're upset, we're pissed off, and yes, we're pissed off, get over the term, at Zinke is because he really, he betrayed the state of Montana to gain power. Yep. He, I... Elected him. To yes, we did. We voted House for him. Seat, and I expected him to serve in the House and finish his term. He didn't. Also, there's other things. This is a, there's other things he's doing that's just not right. Oh, he's going to hear from me. He's heard from me before. Obamanus's ban on lead ammunition came at the insistence of environmental and animal rights groups, members who said the lead was poisoned. For the land and beast alike. Well, if it's a shooting range in a limited space, yeah, but when it's, you know, hundreds of millions of acres, the lead's kind of spread around. And again, I don't actually blame him. And I don't mind, and I don't even buy the lead thing. I mean, if you can make a bullet at the same or cheaper price that'll function as well as the lead bullet, then I don't care. I'll, t- I'll go for that. And I don't blame him exactly for his stance because it's really up to the states to tell the his government. His whole job is unconstitutional. His whole job is unconstitutional. And it's up to the states to tell him to go pound sand, including ours. He knows. This is another thing that pisses me off. He's lived here his whole life. He knows the intru- what the intrusion of the federal government Look, has done to our land. he changed his position for political purposes. Yes, he did. And, you know, he's overplayed that SEAL Team 6 stuff. I'm done with that. Hey, look, I thank you for your service. But what have you done for me lately? I'm sorry. He didn't even finish his term as, as a He didn't even house. start it. Yeah, his, he did. His, yeah, I he mean, did. he did? Yeah. Uh, so, no, and he left an open seat that Bullock could, is trying to make sure they get a demon credit to. This is why you don't hire out of the House and Senate. You're just screwing your, your own agenda up. And why him? Why, why does he need him for the job? I'm telling you, it's, it plays on the sympathy, that SEAL team thing. It, he, plays, he plays it up way too much. Every email I got for him was, Ryan Zinke, Navy SEAL. I mean, it, it's like self... I'm not good at self-advertising to begin with. And grandizing. No, Advertising. 
All right. Uh, the Center for Biological Diversity. Oh, my God. That is such a left-wing progressive nonsense place where man is evil and nature is all. Yeah, but, it's you like know, Gaia land. The, the one thing that I do like because we live in this unconstitutional, upside-down, backwards, idiot world the first thing he did is, and the first thing that all these appointees are doing is, one, getting rid of people, and two, reversing Obama's crap. If he, if he gets rid of most of that envir- that whole thing, he's in charge of the agricultural department, and he gets and he gets it to where they can shut it down, I'd be happier than a pig in sloth. But right now, we're pissed off at him. <laughs> yes, I am. And for his position on one other thing, I can't remember what it was. but They'll probably bring it up in here. He's but I doubt it. One major oh, where was I? Uh, biological diversity, right? Set up to twenty million birds and other animals die of lead poisoning each year. All right, wait a minute. Isn't that a stupid statement? If I shoot the bird, it dies, right? It died of what? Lead poisoning, right? Killed it with lead. Right? Don't they have lead poisoning? So who cares that there's twenty million birds? If they were intended as food, it works for me. That's the whole thing with the progs, though, it's, Brian. It's not. I, I purposely left off the rest of the sentence because I thought it was funny. <clears throat> uh, from the 100,000 tons of lead left on lands by hunters and fishers, as well as other sports enthusiasts. First of all, I don't think this person knows what a ton is. Do you? It's 2,000 pounds. How would they be able to measure the amount of lead left in the earth? What magic, what magic crystal ball do they have now? Like, there's no, there's no testing for you. Can't do that. He can't possibly know how much lead is across this whole country in the soil from hunters. You just can't. One major concern of environmentalist. Eco-Nazis. Enviro-Nuts. I'm, I'm starting to bring back those words again. We're talking about crazy kooks again. We haven't done this in a while. The lead seeps into the ground and taints not just nearby plant life, but also water sources used by animals. Enough of it? Yeah. It's not, it's not a lot. Of, it's just not a lot. I just love that they're touting this, but it's okay for the EPA to do the Gold King Mine, whatever it was called, and to co- totally destroy three you know, That is states. not going to just fit into every argument you want to make. you got to really come up with better material. Well, That's one I'm sorry. thing. It's, one, it's just one thing. It has nothing to do with this. Okay. It's a separate deal. I just want to know why nobody was put in jail for that or lost their job for that. I don't remember even hearing about it. Where's the investigation into that? And with that, we have to go to a break. So, Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Socialists, you will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. 
Attention users of the blood thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855 719 3101. 855 719 3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194. 800-917-2194. 800-917-2194. 
That's 800-917-2194. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio. Hour half of two. The Center for Biological Diversity. There are so many of these bureaucracies that are just pushing the left-wing agenda on autopilot. They don't need politicians, activists, nothing. They're just, they're just moving on, doing whatever they want. Well, that's why we always we said, once you're in charge of something, you would just clean house. Yeah, this, this place right here, they get our money. I know. Unconstitutionally so. And they are nothing but another progressive think tank. All these places are progressive think tanks. They're all designed to push progressivism on us from every angle. Oh, but we're scientists. We're a center for biological diversity. Really? What does that mean? What is define biological diversity? I'm curious. Uh, I bet the person wouldn't even know how to begin. So anyway... Do you want to tell them about our commercials? I asked you that on the break, and you said you would. No, we came said, back. Tell them about the phone number. No, when we just were on break, I just asked you to tell. Would you do that? And you said yes. No, yes, you did. You didn't. You said phone. That was last break, not this one. Are we really just kind of keep debating this? I just asked you. Can <clears throat> you tell them about our paid commercials? And you said yes when I come back from the break. <laughs> you did. No, I didn't. I tell them on the break, not after the break. Anyway, you probably noticed we have some paid commercials. It's not like it's not like I like having them, but uh, we need money. <laughs> so it goes. So I keep it to a limit. I try and keep ones that you'd be interested in. So if you do hear something you're interested in, please write down the phone number in the ad. If you do not call that phone number in the ad, we will not get paid. The ad agency that we work, we do this for, will not get paid. And you'll just make the company happier. But, so please, if you, please keep a pen and paper handy. If you hear something you like, jot it down. Uh, we just, we get paid if just for you to be interested. You don't have to buy anything, if but if you're really interested. But I mean, you don't have to seal the deal once you get there, you don't like it. Uh, and you worried about us getting paid, don't. We do. So if you call and you're interested, it's a lead, and that's what you get paid for. So, um, anyway, there's a whole bunch of other stuff I probably should talk about, but I'll do it another time. Oh, did I tell you about Votable yet? That, that was kind of a That was kind of a plant. One major concern about the Enviro-Nazis, the lead seeps into the ground and taints not just nearby plant life, but also water sources used by animals. Prove it. Where's your water sample? And I want someone like, I want a cop watching you take that sample. And I want him to take possession of it and uh, make sure that it gets to the, the lab without being messed with. Yeah, like a CSI. I don't care who it is, as long as it's not an Enviro-Nazi. 
send CSI and, there. And and most of the people that work for the federal government in in these agricultural these wild land places, they're all commies. There's no good reason to be using toxic ammunition lead, said Jonathan Evans, the environmental health legal director for CBD, to the Huffington Puffington Post. Well, I guess not, since Obama has closed down the last lead smelter in the United States of America, we might want to look for alternatives to lead, because now we have to get them across the sea. And did I mention lead's heavy? Believe me, if they had a round that was as lethal as a lead hollow point, copper jacketed hollow point, with the same ballistics, the same range, velocity, etc., or better, I'd go for that. But I, I would do that because I want to. Again, the market, we are the people of the market. Everything they push on us is 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 restricting the market. It's trying to control the market, which is controlling you. You don't know you're being controlled, but you are. Anyway, uh, so, yes, if you ever carried a concealed handgun, you know, no matter how light that handgun is, the minute you put that magazine with 15 or more rounds in it, or 10 or more, or whatever the case may be, you realize the gun got a little heavy. It's because of all the lead. If we get rid of all that heavy and still have the same uh, lethal outcome, and I think that is possible now, at affordable at affordable price, especially for carrying for self defense, where you almost never use those rounds. So I mean, you can afford expensive rounds for carrying around, right? So we would naturally do that because I don't want to carry all that lead around. It's a pain, more ways than one. Uh, but I do it, because you gotta. All right, so the National Rifle Association, however, along with other Second Amendment rights groups, said lead-free ammunition is much more expensive and more difficult to obtain than lead ammo. Well, they forget it, because I can't even obtain lead ammo around here. It's, it flies off the shelves. The NRA also refuted Obama's reasons for the ban. Well, if I ever get a place to set up my reloading bench, I have plenty of parts to put together into ammo. All it is a place for the dang thing. Working on it. Maybe I could uh, squeeze that into the slider with your other... We'll have to look, we'll have to look at the dimensions and see if I can... Because it it's just a bench-mounted thing. It doesn't take much room. And we need a clean environment, and that's what I want that to be, and totally you clean, clean. You need a clean environment. For a lot of different things. Yeah, we live outdoors. <laughs> yeah, although I have reloaded by hand. Yeah, but I don't think you could do that anymore. I, I have the ability to do it. I don't think you're well enough to do it. I might not be. The NRA also refuted Obama's reasons for the ban, saying... There's no factual evidence birds and other wildlife forms have been dying in mass numbers due to lead bullets. Yes, they are. Every time I shoot one and I hit it, it falls down dead. And I use lead bullets. Um, these guys are making fun. These are supposed to be like intelligent people talking. Uh, they have been dying in mass numbers due to lead bullets. 
Well, when you go bird hunting, they die because of lead bullets, don't they? Uh, you just kind of put some more. I didn't leave anything off that time. That was the end of the sentence. So this person's uh, a little off the rails. The fact is, said Chris Cox, executive director of the NRA's Institute for Legislative Action, that traditional ammunition does not pose a significant population level risk for wildlife. On behalf of the 5 million members of the NRA and tens of millions of American sportsmen, we thank Secretary Zinke for eliminating this arbitrary attack on our hunting heritage. It is not just the NRA that supported Zinke. National Wildlife Federation President and CEO Colin O'Mara, whose group actually supports non-toxic options for hunting and fishing, from ammunition to weight use by fishermen to cast into deeper waters, nonetheless stood by Zinke and cheered his signing of the order. Having less lead in the water and soil is better for wildlife, O'Mara said to the Huffington Puffington Post. But the best way to do this is not through a policy in the last few days of administration, but to have a science-based collaborative process with sportsmen and states that comes to a solution. O'Mara also acknowledged that most sportsmen want the same outcome as environmentalists, which is healthier wildlife. But see, the the Nazis know nothing about wildlife or the environment. They just have all this touchy-feely stuff going on. Oh, they go. Oh, is that? Look at that grizzly. Oh, puppy. I do that all the time. Tries to wipe nuts. <clears throat> anyway, but the question is, the best way to get there is to make sure that the outdoor experience isn't harmful in the short term. Okay, then. I don't know how the heck I'm going to do this. So, anyway, it should be a state matter, and Zinke is not going to be. He's all in now, which really pisses us off. Well, the fact that it's supposed to be, but it isn't. It's supposed to be, but it isn't. You have to always say supposed to be, because everybody knows how the system works now, and that's not how it works. That's because they're not following the Constitution. That's where your confusion comes in. Trust me, the Constitution is the solution. If you really learn the Constitution, you'll understand that fact. That Constitution is a solution. But we have to educate everybody on what that Constitution means. Because everybody's been miseducated. Okay, it's time for the political smackdown. So... Are you ready to rumble? Did I, did I, not, did I do it right? Did it go red? It didn't go red. Oh, good. <laughs> it's very hard to do. I know. I'm like... I'm, I'm holding back. I'm, I'm, I was going to say, I'm tying your hands up. <laughs> hey, it's, hard to, it's harder to do... To try and get that same experience, but quieter. Well, plus your nose is bothering you today. I can hear it. Oh, no, I could have been three times louder than that. I understand that. But my nose isn't, yeah, you can hear it, obviously. Mm-hmm. I can hear it. It's a bad sinus day. It happens. Well, every day is a bad sinus day, but some are worse than others. All right, from Live is that. The draft repeal of the Affordable Care Act is already so controversial with Republicans that is being held in a secure location. A life site was one of these freak right magazines. No, actually, I, they're, they're all over the place. Yeah, well, come on, just... Yeah. 
I'll look them up, but I've been getting a lot of good stories from them, and they're also on the conservative talk shows. They're actually using their I'm stuff. I'm going to have to go to this site and, and look at it. I always use everybody's stuff. I don't care what it is. And even Republican senators are barred from seeing it by GOP leadership. Locked in a room in the U.S. Capitol where only members of the U.S. House of Representatives can see it, the bill sits aflame in controversy. It can't be a flaming controversy when nobody knows what's in it yet. There are people who think they know what's in it. And I'm, I like their stance. However, they haven't seen it yet. And even Republican senators are barred from seeing it by GOP leadership. Locked in a room in the U.S. Capitol where only members of the U.S. House of Representatives can see it. Republicans have said for years they were on the same page on repealing and replacing the behemoth health care law, better known as Obamacare. Now, also known as the Unaffordable Care Act. Now, with complete GOP control of Congress and the White House, a path forward appears jeopardized by intra-party squabbling. Big surprise. Freedom caucus against the rest of them. At least three Republican senators, enough to kill a bill, have said they won't vote for a new GOP health bill that expands entitlements. Thank you. Why didn't you list their names? And there are also rebellions in the House of Representatives where any Republican plan to replace Obamacare is expected to originate. Well, it has to. Conservatives worry the replacement plan is being readied by House Speaker Paul Ryan does not actually repeal Obamacare. Rather, they believe Republican elders are just tweaking the current health care system established by Democrat majorities in March of 2010. U.S. Senators Rand Paul, Republican Kentucky, mocked House Republicans Thursday morning for keeping the House version of the repeal of Obamacare to tight wraps. Tighter wraps than the Ark of the Covenant. Really, we don't even know where that is. I've been told that the House Obamacare bill is under lock and key in a secure location and not available for me or the public to view, Paul tweeted on Thursday morning. Paul was blocked from entering a House room where he thought it was being kept. Paul later accused House Republicans of plotting Obamacare light, a Republican version of Obamacare that may leave in place both subsidies and coverage mandate. This is unacceptable. This is the biggest issue before Congress and the American people right now, Paul tweeted. What is the House leadership trying to hide? My guess is they are trying to hide their Obamacare light approach. Paul's quest for the draft has been part of a recent push by conservatives to pressure their leaders, especially House Speaker Paul Ryan, Republican Soda, Wisconsin, to repeal Obamacare in the right way, a way that gets rid of the hated coverage mandate as well as the overall gargantuan bill. The good parts of the bill, they argue, can be added back later. Actually, the whole thing's unconstitutional, so you can just throw it away. U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, Republican Texas, has been saying for days that Democrats and the media want the Obamacare repeal to fail, so it becomes something of a Republican Waterloo. Cruz says it can be avoided if GOP lawmakers honor our promise and don't make it worse. Cruz wants the repeal to begin with 2015 language, a popular idea with many congressional Republicans. Republican leaders are also coming under fire from activist groups. Heritage Action 
Heritage Action and the political arm of the Heritage Foundation said it will not settle for anything less than a conservative repeal bill. While congressional activity moves slowly behind closed doors in the Capitol, Americans and their elected officials remain in the dark over the creation of a new program that could cost as much as Obamacare, said Heritage Action CEO Michael Needham. Yeah, but now, that's... they're not super conservative over there, so if you're not worried about it, you should be worried about it. Well, this is what you said. Just repeal the damn thing. Yep, and then you'll be forced to come to an agreement on what to replace. But as long as the option is to leave it, they're going to just keep walking away and leaving it. Say, no, it's gone. Poof. Now, we have to do something with health care. Actually, they really don't. It has to Does be it, I didn't say replace anything. This repeal replaces nonsense uh, bumper sticker stuff. No, just repeal it, secure the border, build the wall, and then we can talk about something else. Till then, no mas. Well, no, repeal it, but also make it Mm -mm. legal across state lines to to do the insurance. Well, they're going to have to do something, and of course that's the only constitutional thing they can do. Yep. That's it. But that's not, they're not going to leave it at that. It's going to be, no matter what it is, it's going to be another massive bill. I can see it. Just get rid of it. Then we can talk about what we want. And again, not till the border's sealed, the water border's up. And, you know, got to push things to where its priorities are. We're getting things done around here. I know. They're not used to this, Brian. They're used to being in the minority, and they, they're more comfortable being in the minority as a party. They always have. No, but they're not used to people saying to them, you know, get rid of all this stuff and do some good work. They're not used to that. They're used to, like, just fighting back and forth. They don't know what's going on. Most of them are like deer caught in headlights. <laughs> I can't they're believe miserable that. beyond belief. Like, well, look at it with the, at the, the Trump Senate uh, speech. Speech. They were miserable. They were, they just looked at their faces. They were, they were just, hatred was seething from people like Schumer. You could just see it. He, he just looked like this evil little thing. Well, we have a new name for him. I have a lot of them. Yeah, but you just figured this out when you were watching him on the speech. Sinister Schumer. Sinister, that was it, yeah. Yeah. Because I was looking at it, and the best way to describe his posture and the way he looked was Sinister. It really was. And you had Warren in talking to Pelosi, scheming about whatever they're doing. <laughs> whatever those crazy, wacky witches are doing. Um, the left, would, I mean, the Democrats were demoralized, basically. And then they didn't know what to do. He, some of the stuff that ticked me off, because infrastructure is not a conservative thing. No. Nope. It's because it's not a constitutional thing. But they that's their thing. They don't. They they go like wow, he, that's our thing. He took our thing. He literally took a couple of things from them politically that they lost to to him. He took control of it. They, they don't know what to do about that. It's never happened before. They're gonna impeach him. Well, they've always wanted to impeach him, but you know it's easier to say impeach than it is to do. I believe they if they could take the house back in the second you know, in, in uh, the next election. Sure. And if, and if you people give them any power back in the next election, 
shame on you. Just make sure they stay out of power, no matter what you have to do, legally. All right, so where were we at this? Uh, repeal bill. Uh, they deserve full transparency, including legislative text and full budget. Uh, full budget scores. Well, that would be impossible because it was, he's like, it's currently being scored. Hey, how would he give you the score now? It hasn't been scored yet. Don't you, didn't you watch the speech? Typey, typey person. Don't you get paid for the typey, typey? As this important debate plays out in real time, President Donald Trump has said repeatedly he wants some language to remain or be added back into a new GOP health bill. For one, he wants coverage for pre-existing conditions to be kept. You can't have that. Insurance companies have told you that. And you as a businessman should already understand that. And for God's sakes, what kind of stupid person thinks it's okay to buy insurance after the fact? Again, it's like me getting into a car accident and then going and buying insurance. Yeah, we talked about that before. And then expect the insurance company to pay for my accident. That's not going to happen, is it? I don't think so. Because that's stupidity. They'd go bankrupt. But the, why would he even want... This is not business-like. This is not free market. This is government... This is government... Thugism. Pre-existing conditions is a non-starter to any intelligent healthcare. And by the way, where do you get the power over healthcare in the Constitution? It does. It's not there. They have no power over healthcare. So... They should. They can't pass anything telling anybody, insurance company, what they have to offer as a product. That's unconstitutional. Also, just thinking about it in a common sense, like, is that what you want your government doing? I know there's a whole bunch of you do, you little punks. Little left-wing punks. That's a new thing. I'm just, I'm so fed up with, with anybody that's left of center. I don't even want to hear from them anymore. She's like, spout nonsense, hatred. They they don't they don't want the constitutional republic. They want the nanny state. That's what they want, and they they don't like to be called out on it. And there's a whole bunch of millennials that are just upset that mommy government isn't doing everything they could to support them after they get out of college. Anyway, that is likely the most popular Obamacare item. Yes, but you cannot buy insurance after you're sick. You have to buy it. This is this should encourage people to buy insurance for their kids when they're young and for when you're an adult to cut now have your own coverage so that you don't have to worry about this, right? That's how it is. That's how we're supposed to do it. That's how you do it. You don't have the government steal money from people to give to people that need it. That that's any that's not what Robin Hood did, by the way. He didn't just steal from the rich to give to the poor. He stole from the taxman to give the dollars, the tax dollars back to the poor because they were being overtaxed into starvation. That's a little different than that, that glib little thing they do. Oh, see, it's good to take from the rich and give to the poor. That's a progressive twist on that whole story. That's, that's why taxation on the rich is good. It's taken from the rich and give it to the poor, just like Robin Hood. Yeah, no, but you are the taxman, buddy. You're taking from people and then you're giving other people their money that that's not what he did they gave him his they gave him money back to the people who paid the tax to begin with 
Anyway, we got to go to a break. So, Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned because we'll be right back. The path to restoring our republic was laid down by our founding fathers. The principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots. Common sense. Conservative talk radio. It's on the internet. Tune in now. Red State Talk Radio. Featuring some of the most popular internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com. The Recovery Act and our actions to fix the financial system were decisive in starting to turn the economy around. Growing uh, at a good clip. I'm calling this the recovery, the summer of recovery. The summer of recovery, or I might even call it the summer of projects. Our economy is stronger. That economic heartbeat is growing stronger. All of them have projects that are shovel-ready. Shovel-ready projects. Shovel-ready projects. We are seeing shovels hit the ground. Shovel-ready was not as uh, (laughs) shovel-ready as we expected. The next two years, our job now is putting our economy into overdrive. This is Obama's economy. That's fine. Give it to me. Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E-1 through E-6 and all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. Dr. King was a real man. You know he was a Republican. Dr. King, a Republican? Democrats passed those black codes and Jim Crow laws. Democrats started the Ku Klux Klan. White hoods and sheets? Democrats fought all civil rights legislation from the 1860s to the 1960s. Democrats released those vicious dogs and fire hoses on blacks. Seriously? And the Dixiecrats remained Democrats and vowed to vote for a yellow dog before a Republican. Republicans freed us from slavery and put our right to vote in the Constitution. What? Republicans started the NAACP, Affirmative Action, and the HBCUs. Sounds like Democrats have been Democrats blocked the minimum wage passed by Republicans, and over $200 billion have been spent on education, health care, and job training since President Bush took office. So Democrats want to keep us poor while voting only Democrat. Democrats want us to accept same-sex marriages, teen abortions without a parent's consent, and suing the Boy Scouts for saying God in their pledge. See, we need to think and vote on our own values. Exactly. Democrats have talked the talk, but the Republicans have walked the walk. Girl, it's time for us to do do the the walk. walk. (laughs) You know it, girl. Q Howard. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. 
They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I want you to get up right now. Get up, go to your windows, open them, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. How many stations is this going to You've got to get mad. You've got to say, I know it goes to Louisville and Atlanta. We're not going to take this anymore. Then we'll figure out what to do about the depression and the inflation and the oil crisis. But first, get up out of your chairs, open the window, stick your head out and yell, and say, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperatory Show. It, it, no, it's hour three. Yes. Can't be. It is. No. Yes. I want more. <laughs> Sometimes I can't even get you to sit in a seat. Yeah, it's getting kind of late. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes I, it's all I can do to pour myself into the seat. All right, back to this uh, political smackdown stuff. Anyway, uh, we just discussed how it's being scored at the moment. I, I heard Paul Ryan just say that. Uh, before the big speech by Trump. All right, so uh, blah, blah, blah. Most popular item wants to keep pre-existing, and it's the absolute worst provision. And, of course, that's the one we already keep. Uh, you know, sometimes Trump really lets me down. But uh, really, I you know... I couldn't, I couldn't have been happier. I didn't expect this much from Donald Trump. I thought he would be more touchy-feely about a lot of stuff. But not so much. But in some places, so much. You know he's going to do this pathway to this citizenship or they get to stay here and not be deported, whatever thing he's going to do for all those people that have been here and have families and uh, yeah, he's already. It's already. He already said it before he was elected. He already backpedaled before everyone voted. So it's on them if they didn't pay attention. But if you expect to get someone perfect, you're insane. Look at the idiots they bring it out <laughs> this whole decade. For God's sakes, decades. It's just one doofus 
prog after another, be it GOP or Democrat, it doesn't matter. Trump also wants to keep a provision allowing adults 26 years of age and younger to get covered by their parents' insurance. You know, I first of all, it's, again, it's not the government's place. It's unconstitutional. But if it was its place, if I was to think this was its place, I would say I don't give a crap who you pay for to keep on your insurance as a dependent. I don't. I don't care if it's your best friend, Fred. Works, it's fine. If it was constitutional for the federal government to be involved in this in any other way than to stop the states from blocking health insurance companies, insurance companies from selling their insurance across state lines. That's what the Commerce Clause is all about. Stopping the states from impeding trade. One conservative critic of House efforts to repeal Obamacare says he wants to make sure people are covered. But he wants means testing to make sure taxpayers aren't paying for insurance coverage for those who can pay there on their own. Well, why? What is this nonsense that you think it's okay to to Charge the rest of us, or even, let's be personal, the rest of you for my health insurance. I don't want that. It's not right. You want to talk about un-American. Enough with this commie, touchy-feely nonsense stuff. Listening to Ivanka, just tell her to shut up and go do make clothes. But U.S. Representative Mark Meadows, Republican North Carolina, a member of the House Freedom Caucus, said a key goal should be keeping federal spending from driving up health care costs. We've got to get to the bottom of driving health care costs down, said Meadows. Speaking of the long Laura Ingraham show, Thursday morning. Oh, she's running for office, by the way. Free competition always drives down the cost of health care. Meadows said an example of how federal spending drives up costs is college tuition. <laughs> yes, thank you, Meadows. Thank you very much. Good job. Cheerio. I'm glad someone else gets it. The federal government pumped lots of money into grants and student loans and tuition costs went up. Yeah, so did salaries for left-wing lunatic Prague's, eh? Prague professors. PP, the Prague professor. Progressivism is a disease. A cancer that must be cut out. From the S, Oceated Press, frustrated by what she describes as Vatican stonewalling, an Irish woman who was sexually abused by clergy quit her post with Nesday on a panel advising Pope Francis, Popeye, you're back, about how to protect minors from such abuse. The Pontifical Commission for the Protection of Minors, said Marie Collins, quit out of frustration at an alleged lack of cooperation from other Vatican offices 
known as the Curia. Her departure delivered another blow to the Vatican's insistence that it is working to ensure that no more children are abused by predator priests. Well, she was abused. Collins, in a statement carried by the National Catholic Reporter, was damning in her criticism. She decried the cultural resistance at the Vatican that she said included some officials refusing the Pope's instructions to reply to all correspondence from abuse survivors. I find it impossible to listen to public statements about the deep concern in the church for the care of those who live, whose lives have been blighted by abuse, yet to watch privately as congregation office in the Vatican refuses to even acknowledge these letters, Collins said in her statements. She called the reluctance of some in the Vatican Curia to implement recommendations or cooperate with the panel aiming to better protect against abuse by priests unacceptable. Popeye set up the commission three years ago, saying its job was to propose to be the most opportune initiatives for protecting minors and vulnerable adults in order that we may do everything possible to ensure that crimes such as those which have occurred are no longer repeated in the church. Well, that's what he said out loud. But... Do you want me to play this after or now? I don't care. Let's do it now. (laughs) Here we go. Hey, kids, there's a new cartoon show for you Sunday morning. I'm Popeye the Holy Man. I live in the Vatican. Eat spinach for dinner, then bless all the sinners. I'm Popeye the Holy Man. This week, Popeye baptizes Brutus. Hey, Popeye, takes off that big dumb hat before I knocks it off. Oh, yeah? Take this, you big palookas. What a Popeye! And next week, Popeye hears Olive Oil's confession. Oh my gosh. Be there, or be St. Peter's Square for... Popeye the Holy Man. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> Popeye. Yes, we have no respect for him, so... Get over it. He's the anti-Pope. Yes, he's the Pope for the end times, isn't he? Look it up. Anti-Pope. I would, look, it was keyed in by the way he was brought into office. It was said that it would come at the ousting of one Pope, replacing with a, another Pope. It happens in like the speed of light. They got rid of that A little hand. too fast, yeah. I think. Yeah, uh-huh. All right, well, you know, if the more you know about the Catholic Church the more you expect it to be involved in all kinds of intrigue, because it is. South of the border socialist. That's what he is, yes. He was a bouncer. He's a doofus. I I bet he wasn't a good bouncer. Just saying. Uh, This is horrible. A systematic cover-up by bishops and other hierarchy in many dioceses around the world over decades compounded the crimes of pedophile priests who raped children and committed other sexual abuses. 
think my nose is clearing up. Collins wondered if the continuing reluctance to address the problem is driven by internal politics, fear of change, clericalism, which instills a belief that they know best, or a closed mindset which sees abuse as an inconvenience. And this is why I put this in the political smackdown, because this is nothing but pure politics, Brian. That's all That's all the Roman Catholic Church is. It, it, infu- it infuses into everything, and it's not a good thing. And you know who's getting really bad like that, too? The Episcopalian Church is out of control. Look, it's, it, it's human nature. Put them in charge and give them a lot of power, and they'll be sure to abuse it. Just the way things happen. So, oh, but this is a these are religious people. Yeah, well, you know, so so are jihadis. Collins said she didn't know the answer, but it is devastating in 2017 to see that these men still can put other concerns before the safety of children and vulnerable adults. Yes, because they have much bigger things to think about, you little fart. Uh, they, they're doing, you know, they're globalists. They're trying to bring about the new world socialist order. I don't have time for this. I'd be saying. The commission's statement said Popeye accepted Mrs. Collins' resignation with deep appreciation for her work on behalf of the victim survivors of clergy abuse. And don't let the door hit you on the way, right? Right. That's what he's saying. <laughs> No, it's don't let the door hit you in the backside on the way out. Do the whole thing. Because that's actually what he's saying. Oh, thank God she's gone. Oh, good. Now we can just continue being corrupt and disgusting. Well, he's just like, yeah, yeah, bye. (laughs) The panel's president, Boston Cardinal Sean Patrick O'Malley. Wow. Oh, man. Sean Patrick (laughs) O'Malley. God, it'd be gone, I tell (laughs) you. Does your heart good. Said in a statement issued by the Vatican that we will greatly miss her important contributions as a commission, as a commissioner member. Okay, you know this had to be really bad because she was a victim of abuse and this was her cause. You have to know this is so bad that she had to quit. She was facing no, evil. There's so much below <laughs> that is gonna that are still pedophilias and other freaky nickies. There's still so much of that in the into the lower archy of the church that you could try and do whatever you want, but they're not going to help you. They're going to hinder you because they like the way things are. They don't want it to change. You do know Catholics and Christians hate us right now for doing all this. Let me do it again. Why would, the, why would Christians hate me? Catholics, by the way, are Christians. Well, I know. Just to be clear. Well, the way you said it, you said Catholics and Christians. Well, because you know why. Catholics and other Christians. Yes, sorry. The denominations? Yeah. Okay. That's what I should have said. Yeah, they hate us now. We're constantly on this Vatican. I am sorry. Uncooperative radio is not here to make friends. I know. Oh, don't you want more listeners? Yeah, but I want the ones that are going to listen, that are interested in learning. Not a bunch of freaks on the left that don't care what you say. They're not listening to you. They 
can't actually learn. They can't think for themselves. All they have is what they were programmed with in the indoctrination centers, and they're sticking with their program. We have to snap them out of it. You know, millennials, smack them around a little bit. Wake them up. Make a list of this show. That'll wake them up. (laughs) I once told uh, Primo, the previous, uh, who died as the owner of Mm RedStateTalkRadio.com. I forget what it was. I was talking to him about listeners or something or numbers. And I went, yeah, well, you know, listening to my show is like taking a shot of whiskey for the first time. He got it right away. He cracked up laughing. Did he? Yeah, my wife's still looking at me like, what? I know, I know. I am looking at you like, what? Do you remember your first what? shot of whiskey? Was it delicious? No, it was gross. Right. Yeah. Hard to take. Harsh. Right? Burned. Yep. That's our show. <laughs> Are you sure we're not Satan? We're burning? No, we're not. Oh, we we burn the progressivism out of people's minds and souls. Yeah, you know, the, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, folks out there. If you read history, we have been in so many battles since the inception of the United States of America. We're in another one. This is hearts and minds. This is culture. This is for the Constitution. You're going to have to get over your soft skin, whatever color it is. Yeah, whether you like, you think yourself a snowflake or a, or a porcelain doll, whatever, it's time to uh, be much more. Oh, the vernacular is changing on that. The vernacular? Yeah. They're not calling them snowflakes anymore. I don't ever did call them snowflakes. No, you call them porcelain dolls. Snowflakes are complicated. They're not complicated. They're complicated and original. They're not neither of those things. They're actually followers. They're lemmings. So Uninteresting. Not that different. So what the new one that I've heard is calling them fragile fragile human beings. Porcelain doll works for me. Me too. But at least they're getting away from the snowflake thing. Yeah, I, th- I thought there was given uh, those too much credit. I, I would say I would <laughs> too say much originality. <laughs> more than fifty percent of millennials are completely indoctrinated and brainwashed, and I'm being kind. And the other ones found a way to skip it. Probably had good parents that taught them conservative values and the you know the importance of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which is private property. Well, they said you could not have happiness without property ownership. So you can read it to that what you want. But this is this is why I left the Catholic Church and it frankly soured me on Christianity for a long time. Uh, the stuff you can find out if you really bother to look, it's not good. You don't want to know. Anyway, Boston is one of the more prominent dioceses where a hierarchy tried to hide clergy abuse by shutting pedophile priests from shuttling, shuttling, sorry, shuttling pedophile priests from parish to parish. Collins didn't immediately respond to a phone request for comment. 
Our litany of complaints include the failure of the Vatican to put into place a tribunal that could hold bishops accountable for negligence in handling sex abuse within their diocese, a commission recommendation that was approved by Francis Pope by in 2015. Collins expressed disappointment that the pontiff has in some cases reduced sanctions for convicted perpetrators of sex of child sex abuse. Makes me wonder about him. Still, she said, I believe the Pope does at heart understand the horror of abuse and the need for those who hurt minors to be stopped. That sounds like a little guilt there to me. And I'm just saying, you know, they say serial killers want to be caught. Yeah. Uh, Brian, this is the Pope that told, told us to take as many Muslims into our own home as possible. Yeah, well, taking two into the Holy See. The Vatican took two refugees, two. And they want us to take tens of thousands. Anyone can control two Muslims. Well, it was two families. Still. I know. <laughs> Just correct. Although, you know, it was actual families. I'm warning you, they breed like gerbils. <laughs> better, better, make, better think about that fast, because by the time you... It's going to be like the trouble with tribbles. By the time you pay attention, it'll be too late. Trust me, read history. That's all they did throughout history. They come in victims. Oh, love me, love me. Oh, I'm so sorry. They were punishing us because of our religion. Help us. And you take them in, and then they breed. And then when there's significant numbers, they just kill you all. You do know that a judge in Texas released the piece of crap woman that helped and actually probably orchestrated the San Bernardino murders out on bail because she was not a danger to herself and others. She oh. just helped killed freaking 20 people. What is wrong with you? I, I'm going to say that... Uh, She's a Pakistani. She did it in the name of Islam. She's not crazy. She did it in the name of Islam. Yes, but the judge is like, oh, she can go out on bail until her trial. No. Yeah, because she's a Muslim, that's why. That's exactly why. Well, of course. God forbid we go against the Muslims, who are killers, murderers, No, no, God and... has commanded us to go against the Muslims. That's just silly talk right there. Anyway, Popeye, what else? What's what with else? Popeye? Yeah. All right. Collins noted she never had the opportunity to sit down with the Pope to talk during the three years on the commission. Wow. Yeah, that's telling. The the Irish Times quoted Collins with Nesday as saying the attitudes she saw at the Vatican during her work on the panel are the same attitudes I saw 20 years ago when I was trying to bring my own case to justice here in Dublin. That's what's really the most shocking. Collins was sexually abused by a priest when she was an adolescent. The only other abuse survivor who had served on the commission, Peter Sanders, a British advocate for victims, was sidelined last year by the panel after clashing with it over its mission. Saunders, who was given a leave of absence, has said he has lost faith in the Pope's ability to deal with the problem. Popeye is likely part of the problem. What do you think? I agree. 
We know he's evil. He's from South America. We know he's a commie. Yeah, I know. Left wing, liberal, progressive, socialist, commie, fascist, status, bastard. Whatever, 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 whatever. Sick of all the labels. I'm this thing. I'm that thing. And even you know, you're so stupid because the guys, the guys running this show, they even they even shake their head at you with all your stupid little labels. You're just working for the commies. The Communist Party of the United States of America. Look it up. CPUSA.com. Or .org. Or both. I can't remember. Last time I went there, look, I, I just thought it was on a regular, like, a Democrat website. I had no idea until I, I went, what the hell's going on? What the heck's going on here? This is crazy for, this is even crazy for Democrats. Yeah, they have the same platform. Oh, uh, yeah, actually, that was the problem. It, it wasn't like that. It was, it looked just like it would, it was like the Democrat Party. In fact, I, I even compared them side by side. Uh, very much the same stories, the same, the same mem, you know. So, I already knew back then that they were completely taken over by the Communist Party. And whether they understand it or not, they can call themselves progressive all they want. The, the person, the people involved pulling the strings are commies. They're not just progressives. Progressives and commies don't get along. I know that doesn't make much sense. It's very little difference. The only difference is there's elite socialists instead of instead of a. Uh, I'm a Pearl Teller, man of the people. <sighs> okay. Oh, my goodness gracious. I got to do this now. Uh-huh. I was just getting... Oh, just, uh... All right, here we go. You're sitting around and listening to this going, how the heck can I listen to this live? Well, okay, you can. We can listen to our shows live, download our shows, and listen to the recordings absolutely free. At uncooperativeradio.com. Pass it on. We can also be heard at iHeartRadio, iTunes, TalkShoe, Podbean, Blueberry, Yabba Dabba Doo. I don't know. Find it. They're out there. If not, put it there. If not, ask me to put it there. Whatever whatever you want. Uh, We have a Facebook account and two web pages. (laughs) We have two Facebook pages. Two. Two. Both are in Facebook prison. I tried to delete the first one. It's supposed to be deleted in seven days. They're not even letting me delete the the web pages. Because they're trying to show how lame you are. That's what they're. That's what it is. They're going to make us irrelevant. I'm tired of all the censorship. It doesn't matter. I'm looking. I got almost four thousand people uh, follow me, and I got. I hear that I'm reaching five. How is that possible? And it's like that over on Twitter too. I have over, I have eight. I used to have over eight thousand. They keep purging my, my darn followers. Uh, yeah, no, no. You know it's a purge when it's like two hundred of them all left on the same day. It's not. not I don't think so. And it happens every month. Nothing fishy here. Don't worry about it. Anyway, so I'm done with the censorship with this. So I'm. I'm over at, uh, what was it called again? Go vote. 
dot com for the now I forget. Okay. We'll get that information for the next show. Well, I said it earlier, so just you must have already heard it by now. And if you just came in, listen to a recording. Uh, we have a Twitter account that they have not stopped. Although I'm not sure about the reach thing. Again, it seems like they're they're really cramping down on how many people I'm I'm reaching out to. Uh, so if you want to, if you want to go in my personal Facebook page, that's Brian Bonner nine zero. If you want to join the Facebook pages, there's two of them. Uh, just do a search for uncooperative radio. I don't know. Let go in there and talk amongst yourself. I can't see it, but you can go ahead and talk amongst yourself, have fun and make Twitter go, make Twitter not be happy. Uh, if you're not over there, please go over there. And if you are, uh, a Facebook person, the Twitter page over on Twitter, think about it for now, or I'll give you where my, this, a free speech Facebook, basically. So uh, I'll be telling you exactly where that we are on that. I didn't, and didn't plan that tonight, sorry. We also rebroadcast at a redstatetalkradio.com. And... On Saturdays and Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Through them, we can also be heard on TuneIn, TalkStream Live, the Roku. And don't forget, we're on the Encore channel. Again, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday and Sunday. If you want to listen into the show on the listener line that you can listen to, but you can't interact with the show, and it's free from our end, and anything on your end is your problem, usually the way that works out, you know, your end is your business. Wait for it. Wait for it. <clears throat> anyway, the Encore listener line is 605-562-4221. 605-562-4221. And... If you go to redstatetalkradio.com, the two players for Prime and Encore are on the right-hand side there, and on them are the listener lines for those. It's for everybody's show, not just mine. I should, it's, I've been taken apart. What's happening? <laughs> <You're done. clears throat> Moving along. From CNS News, Target. Stung by the migration of its customers elsewhere, Pleaded Tuesday to spruce up some tired stores and make other investments in its business after delivering weak quarterly result and an outlook far below what analysts were expecting. That could have nothing to do with their bathroom policy, now could it? The retailer's profit for the quarter that includes the holiday season fell 43%. With strong online sales failing to offset weaker business at its stores. Target's stock tumbled more than 12%, and other retailers dipped as well. I hate when people talk about things like the stock market, and they, they got to use all these adjectives and adverbs to make everything sound more serious. You know, you, it, the stock's tumbled more than... It didn't just go down 12%. It tumbled more than 12%. It's 12%, all right? It's not... It's not dun dun dun. It's twelve percent. I mean, if it was like seventy five percent, I get that. Another retailer, 
But another retailer's dipped as well. Anyway, we've got a good commercial break. Sam Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> Obamacare, good for you, good for America. A while back, Martha was always complaining about all her aches and pains. But when we got Obamacare, all that changed. As soon as the government rationed her care, she went pretty quick. And now I don't have to listen to At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. 
Attention users of the blood thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. Welcome back to the Aquabit Radio Show. Now we're half of three. Blah, blah, blah. All right, back to Target. Target said it will spend $7 billion over the next three years to remodel more than 600 of its 1,800 stores, speed up its expansion of small format stores, bolster its online operation. And launch new brands. The company usually spends about $2 billion a year on such capital investments. Oh, it's the, it's the model of throw more money at it. You just can't believe that your bathroom policy has made that big a difference, can you? Well, not only that, they have totally gender-neutral stuff th- throughout the store for kids. Yeah. Well, you know, you make your choices. Those are the things that go, ah, no more. You you know, they do, the CEOs sitting around do realize that the transgender is like 0.03 of the population. Yes, but the touchy-feely liberals that that want them to be loved are many. And there's only 1% of the population that's freaking homosexual. Approximately. All right, so uh, back to Target. <clears throat> she, she seems very upset about this. CEO Brian Cordell acknowledged that many of Target's stores are, quote-unquote, old and tired and haven't been updated in years. You know, last time I walked in a Target store, I never walked around and went, wow, this this needs an update. If you're going to sell me crap, you, you can put me in a warehouse with just shelving everywhere, and I'm good with that. Just as long as I get what I want and a good price. I don't really give a crap about what it looks like, but I'm sure it's not going to go anywhere where they've decided to throw in with gender-neutral bathrooms where it's just one bathroom for everybody. Well, that's what they want. They want women, homos, everything. Remember, there was an old TV show way back decades ago. It's called Allie McBeal, and she she made popular the micro mini. And she brought back being anorexic, being good-looking since Twiggy. Uh, 
but her show, when you they had a gender, uh, a gender neutral bathroom, one bathroom for everybody. But it was just gross. They were just having conversations in there. I just said, I there's some things I don't want to do. I don't want to go to the bathroom with strange women. I, I that doesn't make this doesn't make me happy. I don't know why they'd want to go to the bathroom with strange men. I'm sorry. I think this is idiotic and it's social engineering and it's stupid and it it won't work and it's going to cause a lot of heartache. I'm telling you, it's going to be kids molested because of this women molested because of this. And hopefully someone will report it. The company also plans to treat its stores as local distribution hubs using the back rooms not just to store merchandise until it moves to the sale floor, but also to house products that will be sent directly to online shoppers' homes or be picked up at stores by them. Target is now using about 1,000 stores to ship directly to customers, as it and other retailers try to match Amazon's two-day free deliveries for Prime customers. Now, I will tell you this. Um, if you like Amazon... And you haven't heard about this. It's It amazes me. I talk to people and, and they've never heard about this. There's a there's this page called Amazon Smile. Amazon Smile. You go there, okay, to Amazon Smile. It looks just like Amazon. You log in just like Amazon, all that stuff. It looks just like I accept, except it says Amazon Smile. And when you purchase from Amazon Smile... I think it's Amazon.Smile. Anyway, but if you purchase from from, uh, Amazon.Smile, you get a percentage of everything you purchase is given to a charity of your choice, which is from a, a list of a lot of different charities. And you can even add new charities, they say. I don't know. I haven't tried. But, uh... Give Amazon Smile a shot. You, do, you you pay the same amount. Everything's the same. Shipping's all Everything's the same as Amazon. The only difference is you get to help somebody out at the same time as buying something. That's pretty cool. And Amazon does have very good prices. I've been, for a year, I've been trying to find cheaper prices than Amazon, and it's rare that I can. Of course you can, but it's rare. It takes It takes some work. And then, you know, you're not giving to charity. Executives said investments would help Target regain its foothold in a market where shoppers are moving online more and more. Target said it expects profits to start growing again in 2019, but wouldn't be more specific. Our industry is in the midst of a seismic shift, said Grinnell, noting that Target would take a hit of $1 billion to its profit margins this year as it bolsters its online business and lowers prices to be more competitive. Yeah, well, no one's going to go into your stores. More competitive, lower prices. See, this is competition in the market, and it's it's just starting to ramp up since Trump got elected. He's going to make this engine really chug. Yeah, well, people are going to buy more online than going to their stores because of their policies, Brian. Right. 
They're both that they're bolstering its online business. Uh, online business is cheaper to have than brick and mortar. If you don't have to have all these stores all over the place, you save an overhead. Yeah, unless you're paying taxes. Well, everybody's got to pay taxes now, don't they? I'm waiting for him to undo that executive order. Trump mean. Hey, look, you progs took us down this executive order road. Brian had said it. He said, you go ahead, go ahead, you do this. You're so cute. You're so smart. You think you're so smug. Let Obama do all these executive orders and the judges not get involved. Then the Congress not doing anything. And you said it, Brian. Somebody else can come in and you open the door. Well, somebody else could, and it's everything you did could be undone. Which is going it's with another happening. executive order. It's happening right now. Like we just reported, Zinke's in. He's taking care of this. Perry is going to be the new head of the EPA or whatever the hell he is. Pruitt. Energy. Pruitt. No, Perry. No, no, the ex governor of Texas. Well, you said EPA. That's Pruitt. No, well, Perry was just assigned to, I don't know, energy. I, I missed it. Yeah, he was just a. Con- he was there was a bunch of them confirmed today. this last night. Yeah, today and last and yesterday. So yeah, I, that's if it happened today. I, yeah, that's why I didn't hear. Right, about it. but what we have been saying, good, go for it because you know we get our people in there and we just undo everything. Well, see, they they never expected that to happen. They thought it was not going to happen. They thought they had it all sewn up. They thought it was a done deal. That's why they decided to go that route. And that's what I said when I, I the only reason they were doing this is because Soros realizes things that he's gonna he can ensure that Obama, whoever follows Obamanus will keep his policies intact and add to them. They were confident in that or they wouldn't use the executive orders because executive orders just just rip them up and throw them away. Frankly. No, because no executive order is supposed to have an impact on, on us. us at all. And it never tells me we're not socialists because the government doesn't control industry. Are you nuts? Have you ever heard of regulations? That's a law. There's billions of regulations on the books telling controlling all kinds of businesses. And yes, regulations are laws. They're statutory law. Well, they'd have to be. They can't have penalties. But we gotta we gotta take really some three deep breaths and start realizing that we have to outthink these idiot progs and not let them outthink us. And uh, you know, this thing with Obama is is a serious. This is I said when Soros showed up at the meeting in Washington D.C., which he normally does not do. He doesn't ever show up in person because Donald Trump got elected and they had to come up with a plan. This is the plan they came up with, what we keep reporting on. All the crap that's going on, that's getting in his way, leaks, trying to, you know, blah, 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 all of it. It's all orchestrated through Soros and Obama this. All right, let's see here. Cornell said Target wants to turn to a more consistent Low prices on essentials. Did I read that wrong? To return to more consistent low prices on essentials to deepen loyalty among shoppers. I think I did. 
a shift from the temporary discounts it had been promoting. Your the loyalty, your shoppers, you've you've destroyed their loyalty. Well, uh, not all you know, the transgender people and those silly, guilty white liberals. They still want to shop here. Yeah, but you do realize that these big box stores. Oh, and the millennials will do it in support of the poor, misunderstood transgender children. Uh, yeah. Well, again, like you were just saying, they underestimated the the people of America. That this is a small population. The majority of people in America are, are God fearing, gun toting people that love their families. Not this small population. And that's the same thing they did with, with Brexit in Britain. Where they live. That it's notion, a bubble. That I know. It's a is bubble. Because that's flyover country. No. No, we're flyover country. You're getting it all backwards. No, I know we are. The one that I just described is flyover country, not them. Not the small population where they live. The city people think everybody thinks like they do because there's so many people where they are that they all think alike and they think the rest of the country thinks like us like that too and they think this is the right way to think maybe in new york city but uh not out here well and you know that's why i wrote my book opening a registered nurse's eyes because my eyes were open when we travel across the entire united states i because i lived on long island my entire life i was born in manhattan and I really did, like you're saying, think that the rest of the country was like that. And then when we traveled, I went, what? Wait a minute. Are you kidding me? Actually, and if you do a search for Susan Francis Bonner at Amazon.com, my children's books will come up too. And I'm going to start working on the other ones um, next week, Brian, and get those back up. Yeah, and then I got to work on uh, getting it converted into print format. Uh, that's what Amazon just sent me. It, that thing now where they... They have on-demand print service for your books. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. But no, that it, it did open my eyes. I had lived in this bubble. And when I was meeting people and talking to everybody, and it was like, are you kidding me? And there's just no way to get them out of that bubble. They live in it. How are you going to get them out of it? Well, they're not going to explore like we did. No, the closest they get is they fly to Colorado to go skiing. And Colorado, that ain't going to help. <laughs> but <laughs> see, because it's Colorado now, not Colorado. There's too many Californians. But that's in the, there. and this is bring going and back, Texans. And this is going back in circle to Trump and his campaign. He's con- he actually he's in Florida right now. He will not. He is determined not to stay in that White House if he doesn't have to. <laughs> And I got to give kudos to Bush. He was the same way. He was like, no, I'm going to go home. <laughs> and he works from No, it's not the same thing. Well, he works from his home, too. Not the same thing. He's literally... No. His his wife lives in New York City. He's going to... He, he bought a place in Washington, right? Or, or he's staying oh, in one of his own hotels. I think that's what it is. In Washington, D.C. And he has this, he's building his own limo, if you didn't know that. Well, he and that was the thing that he didn't he, want. He doesn't want to use taxpayer or anything. He didn't. He went out like this a, evil man that everybody hates. He doesn't want to use your money. He he could easily. He doesn't want to. He's spending his own money to build a plane 
that would a limo. Be, you said no, both to build the plane to f- replace Air Force One. Um, I think that one's been completed. I'm not sure, but no, it'd be superior to Air Force One. I'm sure, not on government contract, but Donald Trump's personal money. He could do what he wants. Um, so that's been done, and then the limo is is in the works. So, I'm just saying. He's see evil. how he's trying to save us money. Even though it's not really in the greatest scheme of things, it's drop in the bucket. Well, not when the no, not when the Obamas were, and that's right. That was a that was a overflowing bucket. Yeah, we're never gonna get that back ever. The, oh man, those people should be in jail. Yep. Anyway, but he actually went out, and everyone was saying he would do two or three rallies a day. He he did a rally today, and. I kept saying to myself, you don't understand. This man is actually talking to us, we the people, to find out what the heck is wrong so he could fix it. Hillary didn't do that. I'm surprised she's still alive. She should have been dead a long time ago. But they're keeping her on life support. They're probably doing that transfusion that they can do. They can take all your blood out and then put new blood in. (laughs) I mean, vampirism? (laughs) you're rich enough they can take all your blood and drain all the old blood and put all new blood in that's how she made it through the campaign but he actually i think think you're trying to do blood doping which isn't (laughs) quite that same thing look she's so evil they had to drain her all of her blood (laughs) i don't know what they're doing to keep her alive she's starting to look like the crypt keeper to me and she looks like she's completely lost her mind her eyes are always moving around like she doesn't quite understand what's happening and she's trying to fake her way through it. But he actually went out. Keep, keep, who, have, who elects someone in their 70s that's a prog? If, if you get someone in their 70s, that's, that person is lost. It's be, they have no brain in their head. Why would you elect them to anything? They, that's ridiculous. Over, over 40, you're not a conservative. You need a new brain. I'll send you to the woods. But uh, doing the comparison, because I went out when we were traveling across the country, and that's what Donald Trump did, President Trump. He went in and talked to us. He talked to us, the people. Oh, he listened to us. That's what people don't get. He was listening, not just talking. But it changed my whole life when I went across the country and talked to a whole bunch of people. And again, like, yeah, you're right. I listened. I would go into their homes when I was a home health nurse. I was in the hospital when their their loved ones were sick. And I just, it changed my whole perspective. That's why I became a conservative, well, half conservative. I don't even know what the hell I am. <laughs> they keep changing the term of conservatism because so, I don't agree with anybody. I guess I'm just uncooperative. I don't agree 100% with what they're terming quote-unquote conservative. Who's, who? I don't know who made up the rules, but uh, no, you're conservative. You're libertarian. If libertarian wasn't crazy, <laughs> they another group of people that took over a label it shouldn't have taken and hide behind the notion that everything's about liberty. Uh, that's good. I agree with you there. But then to take it to the part, I want total anarchy, no government at all. Uh, Doofus, we had no government. We created government. Why? Because without government, there's chaos and you have no rights. Might is right. Whoever can take from the other one wins. 
that's that's what these idiots want and it's amazing it's always some skinny little imp of a child it's just little people and it's like you know you have no idea how to defend yourself you open your big mouth you're putting yourself in a position where everyone's going to take everything from you including your life yeah, I don't know why people work so hard for their own serfdom. I say it over Because they're over afraid again. of liberty. I know. They're they, terrified of it. That doesn't make sense it. to me, though. It, they're terrified of it. How could you be... Te- they say they're liberals because they're for civil liberty. I guess civil is the word that's the problem. Anyway, I gotta go. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.